like, oh my god, so funny. Hey, I found this hidden. I found this hidden gym on Netflix. I'm gonna get so jacked. If people laugh at that joke, I'm gonna be pissed. I came up with that one. Enunciate. Enunciate. Just wait, Jim. Jim, I found a hidden gym. Yeah, Stranger Things, like you know, bar and cardio and stuff like that. Cart. Just wait till I get to my joke. All right, all right here we go. Oh, it's got to be better. Yeah, it, oh, it is. It's a classic. Can, we, can you like download a laugh track on your phone? That we can just put it in there for. All right, here we go. Maybe at least we can find a crickets chirping. Yeah, there you go. Hello and welcome to the thirty-eighth episode of Damage Control Podcasting, a professionally unprofessional look at the conventions, ideas, and genres of filmmaking. I'm here with Daniel Newkirk, Tyler, Cody Dietrich. All right, Snyder is not here because he's a wuss and doesn't want to own up to his bet. Okay. <laughs> truth <laughs> uh so we are back we took last week off to have uh summer slam uh we watched summer slam at the great lakes uh, location for dcp yep Woo. Woo. uh we had a lot of fun we learned a lot lost some innocence but cody always gets the biggest breast <laughs> yes cody always gets the biggest breasts that's true but before before we begin tonight's podcast, it's fine. I had two legs in each hand and a breast in my mouth, so I'll leave it that. What'd you eat though? Anyway, uh, before we before we get started, Hi, Sarah. <laughs> she don't listen. She gave up on us. Did she? Uh, Probably. Uh, before we get started, I got some thanks. I want to deliver. I want to deliver some thanks. Uh, SoundCloud user Lindsay Skometsky. That sounds right. Skometsky for a like. Uh, Colin Luke Cameron, nineteen sixty two, for a like. Any bets on that's the year he was born? Uh, I think it's probably a safe bet. Yeah. Maybe, just Maybe that's him. the year he's from. He's actually a time traveler. Ooh, time traveler. Damn it, Cody. Oh. Can you just not steal my fucking thoughts. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. If you project him so loudly, I'm going to take them. Oh, maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe he traveled back in time to follow us now so he can be on the ground level of a groundbreaking. Did we Bill and Ted the future? We Bill and Ted, gentlemen. Yes. Calling we confirms. Well, just confirms. <laughs> uh, Susan Mullen and Jordan Jandru. Is it French? Uh, it's it's, it's uh, probably because French you, or Cajun. You, I think it's uh, Jandru. Oh, that, Jandro. It's Cajun. That's probably why I couldn't pronounce it. Uh, for following us. Okay, so uh, episode thirty-eight. Uh, Christopher Robin is now in theaters with a budget of seventy-five million and an opening weekend of twenty-four million five hundred thousand. And a U.S. gross of seventy-one million twenty-eight or two hundred eighty-eight thousand as of August uh, August twenty-third. It's safe to say the poo has hit the fan. <laughs> that's, that's, I knew it. I knew that one was better. That was, okay, that okay. Was. I wasn't sure if I was going to put that one in. Okay. Don't, okay. don't, Daniel. Please don't. All right. Please don't give him a pity laugh. Okay. I question that uh, one. I, you know, I knew that Netflix, I knew that Stranger Things Netflix jokes was stupid, but I thought the poo one. I was. If we get enough likes on because, this, we will record that joke and post. That's just later because day. you said poo. Anybody will laugh at the word oh, poo. Okay. It's just like when you laugh and someone says penis. <laughs> okay. We all have the emotional maturity of like a thirteen-year-old. Okay. Along with Christopher Robin, the Happy Time Murders have hit the big screen. So tonight our topic is, I'm going to mispronounce this all night. Anthro. Anthropomorphic animals and items in cinema and other mediums. Okay. Okay. That doesn't feel doesn't, doesn't sound forced at all. But first, trivia. Oh boy. Okay. All right. According to BuzzFeed.com, what is considered to be the first talking animal in cinema? Mr. Ed. 
predates that's TV and predates oh. Mr. Ed. But you're 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 on the right track there. Lassie. You're even closer on the right track, but no. Flipper? You're farther away. Yeah. Okay. Uh Ren Tin Tin. Oh, he I know was, he was he was so popular. He was rumored to be voted best actor at the 1929 Oscars, but they said only humans can win. Bastards. Okay. In the I e- have a dream in the early that days that one day animals can win Oscars before Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. <laughs> he won one, didn't he? I don't know. Probably. Yeah, he said uh, he did win an Oscar for the Revenant. Oh. And then at the end of it, he said, after that, like, I'm just so glad I wanted to just go, you kids will stop posting those damn memes. What was the memes? Something about the bear, probably? Yeah, the bear, like, uh, he's quite close to the Oscar, and then the bear attack happens, and then he's drove away from the Oscar. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, in the, okay, uh, question number two. In the early days before the Muppets, what was the prototype of Kermit the Frog created from? A sock. You Not just even have close. Kind of a, you just kind of have that sock puppety kind of thing going for him. It's like a, almost like it's a like a hanger, mm-hmm. something with like fabric wrapped around it. Not even the right ballpark. All right, well, Tyler, I got a okay, a real frog. A <laughs> a discarded coat belonging to Henson's mother and two ping pong balls for eyes. I said coat. Bonus. Kermit the frog. Originally, Kermit was only seen as a lizard-like creature. A collar was added to make him seem more frog-like, and it, it was also covered. It also covered the, the seam where the two parts meet. Huh. Bonus, bonus. Huh. These aren't trivia. This is just what are, now you're just saying facts. What are some of the names used in foreign countries for Kermit? El Kermito. What? Kermit Sam. No. What? El Kermito. No. La Kermit. Nope. We have uh, Cocos. We use or, the, all <laughs> the biggest racial stereotypes <laughs> using languages. Cocos o sapo. That's uh, Portugal and Brazil. Sapo meaning toad. But he's a frog. I'm just saying. Uh, La rana rene. Rene the frog in most of the Hispanic America. Uh, Gustavo in Spain. Gustavo. Gustavo, yeah. Gustavo. Uh, in the Arabic version, he is known as Kamel, which is a common Arabic male name meaning perfect. Wow. Which, which fits his character. Because isn't his character always like, his compass is always north? Uh, yeah, he's always. The right one. Besides, he li- besides the fact he likes pigs. And lastly, in, uh, in Hungary. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Lastly, in Hungary, he is called Breki. Oh, man. I thought you were going to make a stupid joke like food. No. <laughs> no, that's uh, French. Uh, okay. <laughs> Number three. How many bud flicks are there? Are bud? There? Bud flicks. There's Three? No. Twelve. There's, there's, our, there's Air Bud. That's the one where he plays basketball. Then he plays football, soccer, baseball. Uh, are you including the ones, like the main bud films? I'm including the entire Bud franchise. Oh, I can't name all of them. So there's Air Buddies, Snow Buddies. I'm going to say 15. There's one with like an... What did you say? 15. Close. To date, there are 14 flicks in the franchise, including five in the Air Bud series, seven in the Air Buddy series, and two Christmas spinoffs of the Air Buddy series. Bonus! Disney's Buddies is one of the top... 
is one of the top direct-to-DVD franchises with the first 12 flicks grossing $220 million by March 2014. Yeah, I've seen half of them. Okay. According, number four, we're almost done. According to HollywoodPaws.com, what are the breeds and names of the lead animals in Homeward Bound? Uh, I don't know what the breeds, but it's Chance yep. and Sasha the cat. Close. Sassy. Sassy the cat. Shadow. Golden uh, Retriever. Yeah, Shadow the Golden Retriever. So, yeah. Shadow's a Golden Retriever. Chance is an American Bulldog. That doesn't matter. And Sassy's a, a Himalayan cat. It doesn't matter. Shadow's, mm. Shadow's the best one. Bonus! Shadow's the best one. If you don't cry when he can't get out of that hole, you're an inhuman monster. Oh, God. Bonus! How many of each breed did it take to film the flick? Seven. Seven of each breed? Yes. Is that what we're going with? Four. Five. What? Four. Four for both Golden and Bulldogs and eight Himalayan cats. That was close. Bonus, bonus! This is, is this like the fourth bonus round? This what is like bonus, 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 bonus. are the names of the actors that brought the animals to life? Uh, one was Michael J. Fox. Correct? Uh, Sissy no. Spacek. Nope. You're close. Her name starts with an S. Sally Struthers. First name Sally. Sally Fields. Field. Field. That's why I said. And Shadow is Don Ameke. Mm, He's okay. a bonus, bonus, bonus. God, Jesus! Give it, Adam. Stop with the bonuses. What? What? <laughs> I'm really hyped up. What does the J stand for in Michael J. Fox? James. Jackson. Nothing. It's like Truman. Doesn't stand for anything. His middle name's Andrew, but he hated uh, Michael A. Fox. So he turned it to Michael J. as a tribute to Michael J. Pollard. I wonder if his parents oh. ever make him go, made him go as a fox for Halloween. So he's just like, hey, Michael's a fox. I'm out. I'm out. That's it for me. The poo has hit the fan. <laughs> okay. So anthropomorphic characters. Do we like them? Yes. I enjoy them. Not really. Not, really? Yeah. I thought you would be all over this. Really? What about the... Fact that you know, there's some ducks with some tails to tell. Those are anthropomorphic figures. Oh God! Oh, I thought I was going to get it going. I get that well, I, I thought it'd be too cheesy. Oh, shut up, Cody. <laughs> so, do do we like anthropomorphic characters? What what are some of our favorite anthropomorphic characters? Uh, obviously, Ducktales. Uh, that's a big one. Goofy. He's always been one of my favorite uh, Disney tunes. Okay. Uh, Scooby Doo. Okay. Yeah. Ninja Turtles. Scooby. Oh, and Ninja Turtles, absolutely, yeah. So that's a Street Sharks. Street Sharks, yeah, yeah. Tiny Toons. Tiny, what are they? Oh, yeah, they're just... Yeah, but, they're uh, little Looney Tunes. Yeah, Tiny I, was thinking of, I was thinking of the Animaniacs. Uh, so this surprises me about you, Daniel. I thought you, this would be like... I don't know why. I just thought this, you would like these type of characters. Uh, some of them are okay. Um, like, Scooby's fine. Um, uh, Ninja Turtles is fine. Um, and and a lot of those sub characters in those particular franchises. So like, uh, uh, Usagi Ojimbo is okay. I like him fine, but overall, like, I kind of lose interest in a lot of the anthropomorphic characters. Like Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck's okay. I don't mind him. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things that like most of the time it's done poorly, and it doesn't really hold my interest. Like Howard the Duck. 
Okay, this kind of bring this next question might come up to your thing. What makes what makes up an anthropomorphic character? I mean, is it just is it the way if you just take a dog and have him start talking and wearing a coat? That's the kind of crap you don't like, or do you like it when they when they uh, the author and artist utilize that that animal's environment into? I mean, what? clearly turtles know how to do. Karate, so right, that's, I, that's obvious. The ones that I like are the anthropomorphics where they go beyond the stereotype. Okay. Um, so, um, uh, did you all know I'm a big gamer geek. Um, so I play Dungeons and Dragons. And one of the characters I'm playing now is an anthropomorphic cat. And, and there are so many stereotypical cat jokes about that character. And it's solely because... He's it's a cat. A cat. It, it has nothing to do with who he is. It has to do with the cat itself. So you don't so, like that stuff. Right. So I don't like the fact that it's like, okay, so you have this anthropomorphized cat. He must hate dogs. He must hate getting wet. He must be obnoxiously ignore you and stuff like that. And when you take that stereotype and put it into every type of animal... They're just flat and boring, one-dimensional characters that you already know everything you need to know about. The anthropomorphic cats and animals that I enjoy are ones that kind of break that mold. Like, uh, Scooby-Doo breaks that mold. Um, like, the only stereotypical thing for Scooby in the old Scooby stuff was that he's hungry. Because he's a big, great Dane. Right. You know, he didn't have any of that, like, hatred for cats or stuff. Um, he may have it now, but he didn't back then. Or like uh, the Ninja Turtles, they you know nothing about the Ninja Turtles are stereotypical turtle things. Slow. Yeah, they're not slow. They they turtles do love karate. Pizza. They eat pizza. You know they have these different personalities. So that's what draws me in for anthropomorphized. And ninety percent of that stuff out there, I feel like, is just like, oh, here's an anthropomorphized rabbit. We're gonna make him burrow and eat carrots. And cross-dress. Rabbits aren't supposed to eat carrots. Why not? Because they cannot digest them. They will die. Are are you serious? Yeah. You're supposed to feed rabbits lettuce before you feed them carrots. Oh my god, I've killed so many bunnies. (laughs) (laughs) No, bunnies are okay. Rabbits don't eat. Oh, okay. Bunnies can eat carrots. Okay, so... That is... Wow. How many... Rabbits uh, have died because of that. Well, cat, cats aren't really supposed to drink milk either. Yeah. Yeah, that's bad for them. Yeah. You know how you see cats drinking milk in cartoons and stuff? That's You're not supposed to... They're lactose intolerant? Let's get them soy milk. And monkeys don't really eat banana, or do they? I think monkeys eat anything. Yeah, they eat fruits. They're just bananas, the stereotype. Right. Oh, uh, gorillas are carnivorous. They'll actually group up against a group of monkeys and just go eat monkeys. Really? Yeah, I somebody Jake told me that. Remember that, Daniel? Uh, I know. I remember. I know what you're talking about. But what did you call them? Uh, monkeys. No, <laughs> gorillas. No, yes. What did you what What did you call them? I said gorillas. Uh huh. Carnivorous. Uh, omnivorous. Sorry. Let me alliterate. Is that is that what you're going for? Uh, I believe he called it coniferous. 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 Uh, uh, yes, they. Uh, 
the uh, evergreen gorillas with uh, pointy spines and shit pine cones. Don't you have a Christmas gorilla in your <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do not have a Christmas gorilla. I need to. I, I mean, to where do you get your jingle balls from? <laughs> Oh, oh crap! He man, had, two, a roll he had two good ones. I give up on Thank this. You. I made it a year. I'm out. Tyler, so what are your thoughts on anthropomorphic characters? I, as, as a father, as I, a father, you probably I watch really, a lot. I have seen way too many buddies movies, and it's just, uh, I don't know. I, I'll watch any cartoon. The weirdest one with anth- anthrop man, now you're gonna screw me up. With talking animals, <laughs> has to be Zootopia. That's the one you like or don't like. I liked it the first five thousand times I saw it, but like, you start to watch it. Like, I always try to watch it. Like, my son watches it and just, just enjoy it. And then after so many times, you're like, watching Zootopia, you're like, this is about drugs and race relations. It is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, give me a quick. I've never seen it. Give me a quick. You've got uh, predators and prey, which are supposed to live in this massive Zootopia together. Okay. And this, uh, uh, hick bunny from the sticks. This prey starts going around and shooting these predators with this, basically this stuff yes. that turns them into like ferocious animals is that, that the, attack. Is that the fox? The, no. Oh, no, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Yeah. Okay. And like sets well, up like this Joker X plan to take over the city. What's so what's what character is the bad guy? The sheep. I you would have gave me a thousand guesses. I never would have guessed sheep. Yeah, it that that was like first time. Like wow, that was an amazing twist. Why why the sheep? What was his reason? Her. Well, I'm oh, assuming because okay. uh, the prey. Is they just they can't get anything because the predators are bigger, larger, you know they're even biologically designed to yeah, be better. Yeah, that's like the survival of the fittest. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then even though the prey the prey outnumber the predator population in this city by three to one, the prey still the predators still seem to have the better jobs or the better positions in society. Okay, I get the, the race. Predators do. Yeah. Okay. Like, well, uh, the predators were like the lower class citizens. That was the like, first alliteration. Oh, okay. Okay, I get the race thing now, but what's the drugs you guys are talking about? The what? drugs is they're called night howlers, which is synthesized from a. Let's see if I can say it right because I just had to watch it today. A Mindy Campum holocyphius. That's the name of the plant. Is this Mindy real Campum? or made up? I don't know. I think it's actually real. Okay. I don't know if it actually does this, okay. but like, they have like a scene that mirrors Breaking Bad. Yes, like I that. the guys in the train wearing the outfit. Does he have his underwear on? No. Oh, he's got the yellow and, jumpsuit. Yeah, and then the phone rings, and there's a pounding at the door, and he goes, "It's Jesse and Walter," because it's another sheep. Like, <laughs> it's a whole sheep operation. Yeah, but is it a drug thing, or is that just like? The writers were like, man, we really like Breaking Bad. Let's slide this in there for the adults. No, like, it was a central part to the thing. Like, basically. it looks like a freaking grow house. So so what does the what does the plant do then? Maybe it, you told me about it. You, like, synth- like, they make it into, like, a bullet. Okay. And then, like, if you're a predator, I shoot you with it. 
and then you go into this uncontrollable rage, yeah. beast mode, and you like attack everything in your way. So what, they call what, it going feral. So what's the point of that though? What would that do? It switches then, the social class around. It's where it becomes the the predators are like taken away from things. Like the mayor is kicked out of office because he's a lion. Like the you know the the police force you know they don't want you know what's supposed to be seen as friendly to be scary so they put more prey and the on the police force so now the the prey are now controlling larger more higher up positions within the government oh okay 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 all right all right are you done i was gonna go to cody yeah that's pretty much what it cody is. what are your thoughts do you, do you like anthropomorphic characters what do you like don't like like I, like I, it just growing up. That's like that's what's been hit hit, hit you. Huckleberry Hound, Yogi the Bear, uh, Scooby Doo, Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry, probably not the best role models. Yeah, I found that out later. Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Why? Well, they're always hurting each other. I try to do that to my brothers and sister. I get in trouble for some reason. Do you know that there's this place called jail? <laughs> Did you know that there's an episode where Tom and Jerry both commit suicide at the end of it? No, I don't no, really. Yeah. Why? Uh, Tom's trying to hook up with this cat, and he can't. Like, no matter what he does, like, there's always this other cat that's better than him. So, like, Jerry tries to like make it better, and then he fails. So, like, the very last scene is them sitting on a train track, and there's just a train just barreling towards them. Did it actually air? Yeah, they don't air it anymore. But uh-huh. like, it's probably one of those ones where it's like, oh, that's funny. They're killing themselves back. 40 plus years ago. Wasn't there like Tiny Toons or anime? Yes, uh, anime uh, Tiny Toons. they get were, drunk and drunk driving? And stuff? Yeah, and then that was had, Tiny Toons. Yeah. Uh, before we move on to my next one, let's talk about the poo in the room. Because we're, we're doing this podcast because of uh, Christopher Robin. What do you guys, what are you guys thoughts on? Have you guys any seen the movie? I've seen it. Do you like, do you guys like Winnie the Pooh? Do you? Why are you looking at me like that? This is so weird that you've seen it. I went to saw the my one, mother. Is this oh, the one sorry, with Ewan McGregor or Dom Hall Gleason? Whoa, what's the one with Dom Hall Gleason? That's, uh, it's another Christopher Robin movie. Okay, well. This one's we, with Ewan McGregor. Okay. Or at least the one I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, they were releasing okay. two movies. Like, and they were both about Christopher Robin. Okay, this one is about the actual character Christopher Robin from the books. The one goodbye, Christopher Robin. The one you're talking about has to do with the real life Christopher Robin, which Christopher Robin is based off. of. Ah, gotcha. So this one's the all. This is like takes place, but directly in the books, like 20 years in the books future. Oh, okay, because this isn't the Christopher Robin that's like, I'm not Christopher Robin. I'm changing my name. I don't want anything to do with this crap. Right. So okay. basically, this movie that you just watched is Hook with Winnie the Pooh. Yes, oh. this is basically Hook Christopher Robin from the Pooh books, Hooker. 20 years in the future. He's forgotten Winnie the Pooh. He's uh, become a hard ass. Uh, he's dealt with a lot of stuff, and he's now he's working. And he's, in become, the same he's become Scottish. What's wrong with that? Well, anyway, he's got good hair. If uh, if I look like Ewan McGregor, I'd be Scottish too. Yeah, Scottish accent's good. He's basically lost all joy in his life because he thinks he has to work all the time to provide for his family, and he's sort of got it indoctrinated in his daughter's head that you don't get nothing. For nothing from nothing you gotta work what you want and she's basically doing the same thing he did at one point not having a childhood okay okay so did you like the movie did your mom like the movie i feel it's like most 
stuff that takes place in British. It started off dark. Uh, wait, wait, that's a British property? Well, it, Winnie the Pooh is British. No kidding. Yeah, it was written by a soldier who had gotten back from World War One and was wanting to write a book to end war. And basically, in Goodbye, uh, Goodbye, Christopher Robin, it's basically shown that it's more about the father's story than the kid's story. He's dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder, all this other stuff from the war, and one of the things that helped him get over it was actually playing with his son as a child, like going into his make-believe world with Winnie the Pooh and stuff, and then he wrote the books based off the time he had spent with his children. So, are you, are you a fan of the, the franchise or the Winnie the Pooh universe? I, I, I know some of it, yeah. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't the biggest Winnie the Pooh fan, but I'm... Winnie the Pooh. I know Pooh. a little bit. Winnie the Pooh. Oh, God, here it goes. Fuzzy little Pooh. <laughs> stuff with the things. Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. That's all I got. Okay. okay. <laughs> Tyler, are you, are you a fan? <laughs> no, I mean, I know some stuff. I've seen some episodes of Winnie the Pooh. But I, I, I haven't seen it in the movies. I can't tell you a damn thing about it. The only thing I know about it is when he gets stuck. Uh, with in rabbit hole. Yeah, but that's everywhere. I mean, I think they even mocked it on Family Guy. Yeah. So, okay. So let me before we move on, let's talk about this real quick because I'm interested. Is so is Winnie the Pooh kind of like a Calvin and Hobbes where it's a metaphor? Like those characters don't really exist, or is this kid actually playing with this? Well, they're playing with like stuffed animals. Yeah. In in the cartoon, like he, the, the entire world is his imagination. So kind of like Calvin Hobbes, he goes out to play, Brazen. takes his stuffed tiger and stuffed donkey and stuffed bear, and then they come to life as yeah. his imagination animates them. But, okay. So how's it a metaphor for the war then? It wasn't necessarily a metaphor for the war. It was him trying to bring some joy to people's lives so they could stop thinking about the war. Because after the war, that's all everybody thought about. Oh my God, is there oh, going to be another just, war? It was just or, like yeah. that wasn't going to happen. So it's like here's some yeah. fun to read. Yeah, and that's what came. That that was one of the driving factors of why Winnie Pooh became so popular. It was so innocent, childlike, and then just full of joy. So Christopher Robin the. The movie Chris Robin, it's about a middle-aged man who's lost joy in his life, and uh, with it's always working. Spo- spoilers, I guess. Uh, unless you want to see it, Tyler. No. Okay. So spoilers. Uh, are they real or are they made up? Are they in the in the movie? They are real. Like the magic happens, whatnot, uh, and basically. He's having his midlife crisis. Oh, I got to get this done, or else the boss is gonna have my ass by Monday. And then Winnie the Pooh just appears out of a door, and he's like, "What are you doing here?" And then all this stuff, and, and basically, it's him basically igno- trying to ignore Pooh for half the movie. So <laughs> we are still in the uh, but you, but uh, that's exactly it, and it's Pooh just doing those uh, <laughs> those euphemisms and stuff like. Uh, Hitting you in the feels like, uh, d- is that why you left me behind? And it's like makes you feel so bad. Who will get you every time? <laughs> what? Uh, what? Do you, where does the name Pooh come from? Oh, by the way, do you know Kermit's a real name? Did not know that. Kermit is a is a genuine name. Yeah. No, but I mean, I thought I mean, Kermit. Who would name their kid Kermit? But that's a, like that's named after. Uh, there's two possible. 
uh, origins for that name. Both of them were actual people Jim Henson knew. I just wouldn't think Kermit. Oh, would you how, how would you how would you shorten that? Kermy, K dog, Kurt, K dog. It would be K frog. Oh, K frog. <laughs> like would, you, would you have thought that Wendy was made up in Peter Pan? Yeah, I told you that. No, I knew that before you told me that. I'm just saying. Would you have thought that this guy's like, hey, I'm just gonna make up this name? Yeah, let's make up a name right now. Make up a name. Uh, Samantha. No. That's just Samantha. Why did you, why did you pick? Our sister. Uh, uh, give me. Uh, okay, real quick. Uh, name. A uh, name. A uh, name. Uh, uh, Marion. The merit. Damn, it's already a name. This is this is great. Uh, As someone who regularly DMs a uh, Dungeons and Dragons game, and people are always like, "What's his name?" I love watching other people struggle to invent names on the fly. Aratus. Aratus. That's just Arata. I'm gonna do the same thing you come up with. Okay, all right. Well, I'll, I'll think of one before the end of the podcast. Remind me, I'll have one. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll I'm sure you will. Wait, you're down tonight, man. What's your deal? Is it because of the topic? No, no, I'm good, this. man. Yeah, yeah. There seems to be like yeah. some sexual tension going on between I, you two. I just well, can't. he didn't bring food last week, and that's one of Daniel's turn-ons. Oh, mm-hmm. I got you. Yes. So we're okay. I I'm gonna interrupt you because I have a question. Okay. Okay. So, does Rocket Raccoon? Does he count as an anthropomorphic figure? Yes. Well, see, I looked it up. I looked it up. There's anthropomorphism, and there's also personification. So, like, uh, anthropomorphism is where an animal takes human or or non-inanimate, non-human things take human-like uh, characteristics, or we give them human-like characteristics. And personification... Is just where a non-human does human-like traits. So I'm, I'm kind of wondering if Scooby-Doo isn't necessarily anthropomorphic. It's don't leave Scooby alone. That's not the question. Yeah, but yeah, but I, I guess he, I mean, I guess he talks though. But yeah. do, but does he? Because does anyone? Because only Shaggy, right? No, no everyone. No, there's Dalma and Daphne and Freddy. Okay, but but okay, okay, fair enough. So only the gang hears him. Does anyone else hear Scoob? Yeah, uh, there's been instances where they do. Flim Flam does. Who's Flim Flam? Uh, the kid from Thirteen uh, Ghosts Ghost of Scooby Doo, and so does Vincent Price character, Vincent Van Gogh. But, he, but he's uh, he's magical, so I don't count. Flint Flam isn't. Oh, he's uh, no, he's force sensitive. Yeah, Flint Flam is force sensitive. You heard it here first, yeah, folks. Yes. So, what, what was your question? We got is Rocket Raccoon. Is he an anthropomorphic? He can't be because he's not really a raccoon. We just per- we just perceive him as a raccoon because he's not really a raccoon, right? Yeah, I think that's kind of kind of a messy topic. Rocket isn't actually a raccoon or a mutated raccoon. He is an alien that they have skin grafted to make the patients at his mental facility less scared of him. Oh, so yeah, that's the original yeah, raccoon. That, that's the original storyline, and so if you want to get really technical, he's probably not an anthropomorphized raccoon, but when you start looking at it with a broader artist's paintbrush, yeah, he really is. Right, okay. Okay, here's the second question. Bonus, bonus! <laughs> I know I See, y'all make fun of me, but you, you guys just use it all the time. Okay, so in the Harry Potter world, wizards can be what is called an animagus, where they can turn into an animal. Okay. So does that animal that they turn into could that be seen while they are as that character 
Is that an anthropomorphic? No, because they just turned in, right? Because that rat, that rat was just a rat. It didn't talk or do anything human-like. It was, it was literally just a human turning into an animal. Wow, that's cool. I agree with you. That's, that's kind of cool. I do like that in the Harry Potter world. But it, they don't do anything human-like, right? Daniel being the, the resident Harry Potter fan. Right. Oh, don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of, it really depends on the actions. So, like, if they're doing human-like things, then they're anthropomorphic. If they're just, like, like aware, they're more personified. Okay. Um, so, like, the one I always think of is um, uh, the old animated sword in the stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had Merlin and the witch doing this wizard battle, and they kind of shape-shifting back and forth. And whatever form they took, they were just a human version of that animal. Gotcha. That's anthropomorphism. Okay. Uh uh, so going back, uh, talking about poo. Uh, wh- where does every time? Where does, <laughs> like I, the name, I the name like help. poo, like poo. Uh, the poo part has to do with some. Has to do with basically some figure of speech from back in the day. Okay. If I remember right, from the by Christopher Robinson. The Winnie part actually comes from an actual bear that was in a British zoo that they right, that Christopher Robin visited as a child. So the, bo- the bear's name was Winnie. So poo's like slang for cuddly or something back in the day. I don't. I can't remember exactly. It's, it, it's just some. It's it's it's, just, it's, it's just one of those poo. things. Like it just like. Are you, are you googling that? Okay. The uh, Winnie part is from a bear that was in a zoo and that uh, the kid visited as a child. Yeah, it was like a Winifred or something like that, right? Yeah. So, uh, real quick before we move on, what's like. Peter Pan goes to Neverland. Does Winnie go to, or does Chris Robin go? What's their little? It's actually like a separate world, Hundred Acre Woods. In this, the Hundred Acre Woods. The he was named named his Christopher Mill named his toy bear after Winnie, a Canadian black bear. He often saw at the London Zoo and Pooh, a swan they had met while on holiday. Huh. 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 Okay. Huh. Right. Anything else we want to talk about the poo real quick before we move on? I have to know, is E.R. Tigger and the gang in the movie? Yes. Well, you see him in the trailer. Do you? I've only seen the trailer with poo in it. Yes. Did, um, yeah. I, uh, I got over it and he screwed it up. Is is it Peter Cullen doing the voice of E.R.? No, it's no. not. It's uh, uh, Everyone Loves Raymond's Brother, Brad Garrett. That was one of my only gripes. They didn't keep, they didn't keep some of the original voices. They kept uh, Winnie Pooh's voice, and I think they changed the most of the rest of them. Yeah, because Rabbit is played by Peter Capaldi, who was the latest Doctor Who. Not the newest one. Isn't Rabbit kind of a smart... Or no. Which one's like a really smart, like a like a jerk? The Rabbit? Rabbit. Yeah, uh, Rabbit. Rabbit's uh, like, oh, we're going to do things my way. Google a picture of Peter Capaldi, and you'll understand why he well, got I know. Role. Yeah, I, I know Peter Capaldi. Um, so Eeyore's the the down like the emo the, the Adam one. Well, the Adam of the group. Yeah, there's that uh, one thing out there that all of uh, Christopher Robin's toys are actually just mental illnesses. Yeah, you can do that. I, I you know I really what? used to be into those theories, but then I'm like these are all just the same theories for every show. Right. Um, but we'll do an episode on those. We should do an episode on fan theories. There are a lot oh yeah, of definitely, out there. definitely. Yes. Uh, Jar Jar Binks is uh, Snoke. That well, isn't a fan theory. That's that's real. Oh my bad. Um. Uh. So okay. So 
Eeyore is the emo punk. Rabbit is the sarcastic Dr. House prick. Freak. Yeah. Oh, he's OCD? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so he is Dr. No, I, I also was Asperger. He wasn't OCD, was he? He didn't have Asperger's. They, yeah, I don't he know. He didn't. They they no. flat out said he didn't have Asperger's. Okay. He was just a jerk. Um, uh, Piglet. Scared. Uh, nervous. Timid. Yeah. Okay. Pooh is that, that one happy guy that no matter what, that you just want like Snyder. Like you're... <laughs> Obsessive, uh, well, uh, was that, uh, can't stop eating. No, I just mean like, Pooh's that, that happy guy, right? Like, no matter He's what. always happy. It's like, dude, shut Cody, up. You're a nice guy. I think Cody's the Pooh of the group. Cody's the Pooh of the group. Okay, oh. okay, let's do Let's do that. Let's go down this road. Oh, shit. I'm Eeyore. You're Pooh. Daniel? You look like you got a little Pooh on you. No? Okay. Uh, wiped. Uh, God damn it. I, I, you know, I'm going to say that I'm either the the Tigger or the Rabbit. Tigger. You're too nice. I could to see you being like a cross between both. I wouldn't I put you in I one category. I'm Tigger because you've always been nice to me, except for that one, that one night that I got in trouble. But, you didn't bring food to the party? No, no, no. no that episode I got in trouble for. Uh, <laughs> Which one? Uh, the rogue one. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you fell for that one. So he, he, he's I knew I had I would say Snyder. Which one's a really mean... Oh, the rabbit. Snyder's rabbit. Snyder's the rabbit. Snyder's the rabbit. So, or he could be... No. Owl's the know-it-all. No, that's Ooh, oh, no. Owl. We got rid of the owl. Yeah. Um... Oh, so now we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Now, anytime anybody else brings it up, no, don't I say know. that. Cut it. Uh, I know. Eeyore's a hypocrite too, though. Uh, so what, what, what are we going for, Tyler? What was Tyler? I am not Piglet. You throw me in Piglet, I'm gonna smack you. No, no, no. What, what other ones are there? There's, there's more than that, isn't there? Is the owl in the movie? There's yeah. Rue. What's the owl's there's, name? Is Rue in the owl. movie? The name's Owl. Owl's name is Owl. That's dumb. Is Rue in the movie? Yeah, Kanga and Rue is it both in the movie. Oh, I forgot about them. You're Rue. Oh, you are you are the mama's boy. You are definitely Rue. You're probably Kanga. You you are the only parent at the table. That is yeah. true. That's Very true. true. Well, well, well. Snyder's, Snyder's, Snyder's not here. Yeah. Snyder's not here. Okay. All right. Fine. Okay. So let's move on. We we named it. Uh, Snyder can't defend himself. I'm pretty sure he'd be happy with what he got. With the rabbit, yeah. yeah. As, as much as rabbit could be. Okay. So why why do you think anthropomorphized characters are a storytelling device? Why do you think we use them? I mean, famously, uh, I I remembered it. Tyler, your history buff. What's the famous socialist story? Animal Farm. Yes. It's a metaphor. Why? why do yes, you, I did answer that question, Adam. Not, Thank you. Thank you for asking me. But that's not anthropomorphized, I guess. They're all talking. They have a they have a human system in place. They have, they're doing stuff that normal animals would not do. Why Why do you think as storytellers is is this used as a device? I think it's easier to tackle big issues by drawing like comparisons to them. Okay. So like um, for example, we talked about Zootopia earlier, and how it's it's a metaphor for race relations and 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 the drug problem in Metro America. That works great under, what is it, Disney, Pixar? Disney. Is it, Disney. Is it Disney? Under the Disney umbrella of family friendliness. But if you take that and replace predators with blacks and preys with whites and you make... This, you made everyone an the, actual person? Yeah, the night howler turns to meth. You get that crashed. Is, that is no longer a Disney film. 
That's, uh, That's uh, something much, much different. Which I, which I highly doubt yeah. would have been made. Okay, well, let me ask you. Do you think... So, they, so, so do you think that the... I mean, clearly we can't tell. Let's just get... We don't want to put... We, we don't know, unless we listen to the audio commentary interviews or whatever. We don't know. Let's just take an educated guess. The storytellers, do you think he had that in mind, or he just had a kind of a... Like, subconsciously... Put that in there. I think the overarching tones are too, too, too much to okay. for it not to be an allegory of some kind, um, and I think you see that in a lot of things. Like the Animal Farm is an allegory. Um, uh, Wizard of Oz is an allegory. Um, a lot of these things. Oh, which Wizard of Oz allegory? Uh, Wizard of Oz is allegory for I believe. It was I think it was the. The American uh, Farm Association. Um, so basically, Wizard of Oz. The whole storyline was wait the AFA uh, American Farm Association. I, that's not the right thing, but it was it was a is an organization of farmers, and their rights weren't being represented by the government. So they basically went to the government saying, "Hey, help us." And the government's like, "Oh yeah, sure, we'll help you." And then, like, pass all this legislation that didn't that didn't help. So the the idea is that um, the 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 journey to the Emerald City is the people going to Washington D.C. or it, it, I don't even think it was American. It may have been a British thing, but you would be going to the Capitol to protest, and they meet with the president, who's the Wizard of Oz, who can fix everything, and he has no power, and he's just a lie behind the the curtain. So what does the uh, witch represent? Uh, the witch, if I remember, this is a long time since high school history, but it was... Uh, Man, you have to learn. Whoa, whoa, so, the, the, so this is true. It's even like a fan theory. No, no, this isn't fan theory. Oh, this, you is, get, this, this is true. This you is get to learn okay. cool shit in high school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're, just like, was, yeah, we're this, just like, here's the, Quincy, the Civil War. It's Quincy school system. So. Who won yeah, the Civil War? Yeah, the it, South. Yeah, we talked. With the help of dinosaurs. And we talked about all of this in, in, still be a cool school in high school. <laughs> yeah. So who, who is I'm the... Cool. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Who uh, the no, witch represent? Uh, I believe the witch was representative of, like, the populace who wanted to control the farmers but didn't um, uh, didn't understand the farmers' needs. So, like, like the urban setting, and it's like they didn't understand. Like, people, yeah. people complain about the truckers on the road, but if it wasn't for them... A lot of a lot of your crap, a lot of all our crap would not be. And I say crap because it's slang. A lot of our stuff wouldn't be getting to where it needs to be. But people bitch about semi trucks on the road. Right. So th- uh, is that kind of what the witch is? Uh, yeah, kind of. But who, um, so th- I guess the lion is the anthropomorphized character in that. And, and the Tin Man, because he's an anthropomorphized, you know. Fair okay. And I guess Scarecrow to a certain perspective. Um, okay, but fine. yeah, each of those characters are representative of an entire community of something um, that all wanted things to change, um, and and basically, yeah, they went to the government, and the government's like, yeah, we'll help. We can't, and won't, or doesn't, and that kind of thing. Um, so I think yeah, a lot of those kind of things, the allegory is is strong and it creates a, a vessel for the message that or another allegory it's the spoonful of sugar that Mary Poppins gives you because the medicine is the, the 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 message but it tastes so sweet going down 
Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a fantastic analogy. I would I would absolutely agree with that. And I think you see that in a lot of a lot of things that the um, um sorry uh, you see that in a lot of things where the message is, is exceptionally serious and you need to get that message across to uh, the youth so that they can take that message with them into something in the future. Okay. Do you, do you th oh, do you have some? No, I was just reading about the Wizard of Oz. You looked up like you're like, I, I got a point? No, no. Okay, sorry. I like the other version of Wizard of Oz from Supernatural, but Okay, uh, do you think, do, now I, ha I do have a personal opinion on this, but I want to get your guys' opinion. Do you think kids understand this or they're subconsciously getting these lessons or, they're, or they don't, like it just... I mean, yes, kid, kid yes my fun. son my son knows to stay away from drugs now because of Zootopia. Or is he a breaking bad man? <laughs> he's <family>? probably <laughs> there are times when he leaves the room and nobody knows where he's at, so who knows? So but but I mean, do kids get that or are they they I mean clearly they, they don't understand I, I mean a kid child of a certain age doesn't understand the social struggle of class systems and blah blah blah. But well, that's not what Zootopia is trying to to say like, oh you gotta be nice to the person because they're a different color well, it's would, not like that. It's more like a be have an open mind sort of thing. Right, but I'm not necessarily talking about Zootopia. I'm just talking about the lessons. Right. I think it's just an easier way to do it's, it. It's an easier way for, you know, a kid's going to pay more attention to, like, a colorful cartoon movie compared to someone standing in front of them saying, hey, you know, this is this and this is this, you know, and this is the result. You know, it's... It's like, yo, hey, look at this. This is shiny. Pay attention over here. You're going to pay more attention to that. So they're subconsciously... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think, like, um, you can definitely pick up where you can see where those kind of, those morality tales that we learn when we're younger kind of shape us. And, yeah, I don't think we do it consciously. I think we pick it up subconsciously. And, honestly, only recently have I, in the last, you know, three or four years, have I gone... Okay, I'm in this kind of situation, and then been like, "Oh, hey, this character from my childhood was in this situation once." Uh, I then it kind of clicked. I'm like, "Oh, this is what these cartoons are for." And then you transformed and rolled out. Sometimes I have, yes. Oh, man. Ah, have, you, have you ever like? In, have you ever in your head pictured what a human would like look like? I picture in my head all the time what like a human would look like transforming. Like, I hear the bones cracking uh. and like the skin tearing, but I picture in my head what they would look like. No, but what? I, vehicle would you be if you were a transformer? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, shut up. Okay, sorry. Hmm. I don't know. I always go back to a plane of some kind. Oh, I was so. going to say Starscream, too. But I love the name Thundercracker. I, I don't think he's a good... Thundercracker. He's, he's not a good transformer. Nice. But the name is really cool. I mean, I, I didn't mean good or bad. I mean, I don't think he was good at being bad. I think he was a crappy. Oh, I really character. liked him. He was oh, really, really interesting. Watch now. Adam's gonna change his. Oh, I, I liked him too, Dan. No, like, I, like I like, like I'm big on names. Like Thundercracker, Skywarp was cool. Skywarp was pretty cool. Yeah. I liked all the Seekers. Yeah. Uh, but I, I have a, um, uh, like a Transformer that I have made, and his name is Downstream, and he has a plane that is a, like a scientist. Okay. So. No, I, I know, getting back to the question, I know you guys are going to laugh, but uh, I'm a huge fan of the Masters of the Universe. I grew up watching the 84 series, and yes, it did help that his name was Prince Adam, so that made me really watch. Lame. But, but um, besides the fights I got in with my brothers, uh, I've never been in a fight, and those lessons at the end of 
of those shows really were, I mean, were really, like, I really took to them a lot. And, and I know He-Man is an anthropomorphic, because we were talking about lessons or whatever, and I know, I know, like, Zootopia and Disney, they're a little more subtle, whereas He-Man and G.I. Joe, the filmation stuff, they just kind of beat you over the head with it. Like, but a cringer's anthropomorphic, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Okay. Beast Man? No, not really. He's like a Sasquatch type, like, missing link. Uh, he's more of like a Neanderthal. Be like Sasquatch, missing yeah. link. But it, but but anyway, so those lessons, you know, even like if I ever if I ever get a kid, I would make him watch the '84 series. I would I would tape open his eyes, Clockwork Orange style, uh, okay. and I would yeah. be like, learn these lessons. There's a reason why you haven't met your net your second nephew yet. <laughs> yeah. You're I mean, going to be a master of the universe. What's his name? Do you know the Master was actually originally the name for the bad yes. guys? Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Makes back, more sense. Anyway, back on topic. Uh, Tally-ho. Tally-ho. <laughs> Tally-ho. Oh, we did finally. What, what, what are some ways to use them? I know we went over some, like, just to make them talk. Let's make, let's make, a, let's make a cool, sassy cat story. Let's just make them talk. I guess that's one way you could use them, right? Okay. Uh, Can you make a sassy snake? The lisp. We're, we're getting to that. We're, we're getting to that. Um, I get her now, gay snake. Just like now with with that being said. Snake. Wait, you a that's, long a, that's head. a character. What is that? It's, it's from a YouTube video, a viral video. What is that? I've heard that. I, I don't remember. <laughs> I it's, just, I it's just a, a like a, a, someone anim, like voicing over like a snake moving Man, and he's doing I that. am so old I do not get the YouTube humor like there's this new there's this YouTube thing where it's like he looks like a croissant and people just find that fucking hilarious I'm like I don't what is it I don't I don't know, but I'm sitting here. Every, I laugh every time someone says "poo," so he I can't really. Like I, can't, I can't really say anything. But like this we YouTube, can go to Candy Mountain. This YouTube. Oh God, no! Uh, don't, I'm, I'm don't. That is stupid. <laughs> what is? What is that? I don't it's know. like two freaking unicorns, and one's named Charlie, and you shun the non. It's dumb. Don't waste your time. Okay. You need to waste your time. No. When you go home tonight. Look up Charlie Do the not. Unicorn. Okay. No, you will be the best. 45 no. minutes of your life. No. See, and, and that's why he's poo. Because he's always happy about everything. And there's another one that, like, all the all the young kids at work in the kitchen, they're like, he needs some milk. What the fuck? What does that mean? He's like, like, I'm, just, I'm with you on that. I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't know about that one. Okay. Let us right. know in the comments if you know what that one's about. Please, or if not, don't. Okay, so uh, talking about some ways to use him, you can just make the character talk, and then you could... Put said character in the world with humans and just have them talk, give no reason. Uh, the you know characters don't really acknowledge it. Kind of like Brian Griffin, he just talks. There's really no acknowledgement. Of no, him. everybody can hear Brian. It's uh, Stewie. They can't. Everybody can't understand. But I guess in later seasons they said he's a talking dog. But at first, no one really like, hey, this dog's talking. They just kind of was yeah, a talking dog. No one really freaks out about that, which is surprising because like they meet other dogs that can't talk, right? Yeah, like in Scooby Doo. Uh, so you can either just put that anthropomorphized character in there and don't acknowledge it, just, or you can give it a reason. Um, some of the reasons, like science gone wrong, right? Yeah, those are always bad. Like, I, if you're gonna do it, just do it. Just, just because. Do it. Yeah. Like this. Like uh, like BoJack Horseman is a great example. Like 
they don't need to explain. But that whole world. No, is there humans in that story? Yes. yes. Oh, there is. Yeah, because uh, yeah, okay. His right. daughter's human. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but spoilers. Who's not? He has a human daughter. I know that much. No, it's a it's a horse too. Yeah, no, 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 no. That was a horse. Are you sure? One hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna fight. Uh, uh, fact, fact check. Okay, are you talking about Sarah Lynn? I don't know. I, all I knew is something, something that I don't want to say because it might be a spoiler. I don't the, care. I'm, never, I'm not going to yeah. watch this show. Okay, that's not his daughter. It isn't? No. But but his daughter doesn't Jimmy, die. What? Okay. I, never mind. Like, I don't watch the show. I just yeah, thought yeah. it was so clinging I, I, on that I, one I, minute. And I watch it. Unless there's a new season out. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all the way caught up to... No, uh, he's talking about the scene when Sarah Lynn dies. Oh, no, that was his lover, wasn't it? Or a friend? Well, well they... they, they they screwed around a little bit, but yeah, they were... Um, it was like a Britney Spears, Lindsay Lohan type it, character. Yeah, she was the um, Mary Olsen on their version of Full House. She was the youngest daughter on the Full House that he was part of. Oh, okay. So he, she was a fellow actress. Okay. Okay. So um, he was like she was like a daughter, though. He cared for her, yeah. Okay, like a daughter? To a degree, <laughs> after the Only fucking... if you sleep with your daughter. I don't. Okay. I don't have a daughter. Um, moving on from that topic quick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's uh, hurry up and get away from that. That was, yeah, that was bad. Adam's topic. pretty weird, but he's moving on from that. <laughs> fucking, uh, so besides science gone wrong, um, maybe some sort of magic or fantasy element? Do you guys, is that, you being a and d type guy, magic guy, what do you think about characters that are just, Fantasy element, or yeah, that's fine. Again, as long as you don't try and overthink it, like the like the, the Catman I'm playing in my game. What's his name? Uh, he his the short version of his name is Vale. What's the long version? Um, so the, his <laughs> his. <laughs> so you sounded his, like the beginning to uh, a bad touch from the Bloodhound game. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so his race is um, a uh, a race of cat people. And they well, so name their horrifies then. If it's a race of cat people, well, yeah, they're they're cats that that are stand on two legs and and they have there could be more than just one in the universe. Well, we yeah. perceive them as cats, but they're their own sort of species. Yeah, I they're mean, not a descendant from cats. I mean, these people could be like, look at these hairless apes. Yeah, you tell I have hair. Yeah. I got hair on my arms. I like Look at Robin Williams. I really like. I'm being sincere here, dude. I'm not joking. I'm digging the widow's peak you got. Mm. Uh, I got my hair cut earlier. I, no, no. I like. I'm being sincere. I dig the widow's peak. It's it's very. Bruce Wayne has a cool widow's peak. You know who else? Bella Lugosi. Good widow's peak. The king of widow's peak. So right his hair. I give it. <laughs> I give you, you it. You should see the glare from Tyler. I give it. <laughs> A La Bella Lugosi sideways too, because Bella Lugosi slicks it back. But the Widow's Peak is on par with uh, his Widow's Peak. I like it. I'm digging. I'm serious. I'm Good serious. Lord. I'm not making fun of you. All right. I like right. it how it's tight on the side. I dig the tight on the sides look. I'm jealous of you two. How you can keep it wide on the side? I can't do that. My Probably I got my head fat. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Like I've always been jealous of guy. Like Tyler used to have his hair. Like like the hair that comes over the you ears. Used to. He don't really keep it over the ears mm-hmm. anymore. Well, but, I don't do it out of choice. I do it to protect my ears. You used to have Harry Potter hair. Did you? Goblet of fire hair. Yep. Oh, okay. We're getting way, way off topic. No more hair talk. <laughs> Who brought up hair? 
Um, you did. <laughs> Who always brings up hair? Let's go. Let's talk about sleeping with your daughter. Um, what? Uh, no. I don't have a daughter. Uh, uh, the, none of us have daughters here. Anyone listening? None of us have daughters here, and we do not sleep with siblings. Um, it was just a. You had to throw uh, that point uh, in. Apparently. Uh, so what's what's so cat people? What's the full <laughs> veil? Veilery. Yeah. So so veil. Um, Wait, is veil the nickname? Yeah, that's what he goes by. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, his people, they they name the 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 their children. Basically, they get their names as their life evolves. Okay. And their first name is something that has happened to them in their life, and the last name is a location where they live. So it's like kind of how people get their porn star name: your dog, your first dog, and your first address. Kind of, yeah. So, wh- um, so, uh, what do you get? Oh, South Thirty Ninth Street. It's kind of like uh, no, your first dog. So your first dog would be Hamish. Your fir- your first dog, not your first family right. dog. Um, he named his dog Hamish. It's got one eye. Hey, Mitch from the Hunger Games, not Hamish. Oh, I, I thought you. Hey, Mitch. Hey, Mitch. Yeah. Like, hey, Mitch. No. <laughs> like, hey, man from. Uh, no. Woody Harrelson's character from the Hunger Games. Okay, okay, I, I'm good. Way out, good widow speak. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, so what I'm saying is, like, so it's kind of like I guess it's more like the way uh, this could be a stereotype, and I apologize for this, but kind of the way the Native Americans give their names to their children. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, I mean, there's a lot of stupid jokes that go with that, but it, but is that true, or is that just a stupid joke? Uh, uh, kind of, yeah. Okay. Um, the their their names have a little bit more ceremony involved. Um, uh, with the, the 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 race of the creatures called a tabaxi, um, and like for one of the examples they give is a, a left-handed hummingbird, where yeah. the first one is he, this this cat is left-handed, and the second half is he lives where the hummingbirds live, so that's how he gets his name, left-handed hummingbird. So that's important to know the naming scheme for my my character. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so my character's full full tabaxi name is Bloodied Roar Misted Veil Beyond the Waterfall. Okay, okay, Bloody Roar. Uh, he was in a fight, bit somebody, and when he roared out of, like, just adrenaline, he had blood going everywhere. Similar, yeah. Uh, he uh, he was a child, um, and his family got killed. Okay. And he was covered in blood, and they f- they found him because he was roaring and screaming and then because be- his then he family was killed. he became a vigilante killed. named Catman. <laughs> Not okay. quite. Okay, well, well, okay, so Bloody Roar, what was the other one? Misted Veil Beyond the Waterfall. Misted Veil Beyond the Waterfall. So he was behind a waterfall and it was a misty veil. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. And so that's why he gets his name as Veil. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, moving uh, real quick, moving on. Tonight's topic is anthropomorphic. I've got, you guys have gotten it, way off topic. If we want to we, be, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. yeah. If we want to stay on this note, uh, Cody is also playing the same creature. In a different I, campaign. In a, in a different if You're playing Bloody Veil or Bloody Roar. No, Bloody. I'm not he's, playing. He's playing I'm, a Tabaxi, which is the cat. Person. Oh, okay. What's your name? Uh, Wandering Dune. Uh, he was found wandering in a desert. No. Damn. I live in a desert. That's where the dune's from. And wandering, I always wandered off. Oh, mm-hmm. he yeah, loves exactly. the sci-fi property Dune. No. Fuck. Sandworms. No one does. Uh, okay. Um, oh, shots fired. <laughs> what, what medium... <laughs> wait, wait, was that a YouTube thing? What did I do? What happened? <laughs> Sorry, that just we finally got him. We got him. <laughs> Did we break Tyler? What happened? Keep going. Okay. What, Back on track. 
what medium are anthropomorphic characters most used? Uh, I got video games and comic books, I would think. Most used. Cartoons? Uh, yeah, I would, I would go cartoons. Yeah. Uh, I think there's just a billion anthropomorphized and personified animals in cartoons. Do you think it's just easier to tell... It's just... Or is it... or? I mean, not all cartoons are a framing device for a deep social story that they want. Do you think it's just easy kids like, look at the talking bunny? Well, yeah, you've got Scooby-Doo, Hong Kong Fooey, Jabberjaw, the cat from Funky Phantom. Yeah, Garfield. It's just kids like animals. Okay. And also a good vehicle for those lessons because even all of those shows and... Danger Mouse and Heathcliff and Yogi Bear and yeah. Ninja Turtle, Street Sharks, all of those those cartoons, like they still have some form of lesson built into them in some capacity. Adventure okay. Time, Jake the Dog. Okay, yeah. so that, that goes Mouse. Like, is that voiced by Joe DiMaggio? Jake the Dog? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, going that this goes along with my next question. Can these characters be used to tell a story that isn't a children's story or used without like Ted, Ted's an adult story, but it's used for comedic effect. Can you tell? Can you use? Can you tell like a hard-hitting crime drama, a heart-pounding horror film, a sweet rom-com? Well, they they. I mean, I they mean, don't I sell mean, as well, but there's I mean, been examples out there. I mean, you literally can, but I mean, can you tell it to where people, to where people actually dig it? Yeah, you think you could? I think you could. I think there are routes you could go. It's just a matter of establishing it. I mean, you can see that with, like... So, hard-hitting crime, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, you know, that one does that fairly well. And it has a nice mystery. Um, still, still, it's hard a comedy, but, you know, it gets it done. Falling Out Friendships, Scooby-Doo. Uh, the first movie, their that, friendship chil- broke out. That's a children's thing, though. That was definitely not meant for children. Um, but but it was a child's movie. I mean, could you could you tell a Schindler's List? Oh, I guess that's Animal Farm. Never mind. Yeah, that's Animal Farm. Um, um, the uh, the one about the supermarket. Sausage party. Oh sausage party. yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a raunchy sex. Comedy. That was. But that's yeah. com- that's comedy. Can you tell? Can you tell a horror film with an- anthropomorphic? Not, not to take away someone's homework, but let's leave your homework out of it. Can you tell a horror story with... Has it been done? What about Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? That's comedic. Also, George Clooney was in that. Is it comedic because it's so bad it's no, funny? No, it's comedic because it was meant to be comedic. I, I don't know. Like It's one of those frame of mind things. You could probably still do it. Like, oh, you make the super serious movie anyway, but at the end of the day, like, oh, that bunny's getting killed by another bunny. <laughs> Okay. Stuff like that. Like, I don't... Like... I saw so, the anthropomorphic so, wrong, and that came up So there's, a lot of weird things. So this framework has limitations to what an audience will allow the story to be told within. Well, possibly. Um, Cody, you're the big anime guy here. I think if we're going to find a horror anthropomorphic something that exists, it's going to be in Japanese subculture. So is there an anime that will fit that bill? Well, there's a bunch of... Spell anthropomorphic. A-N-T-H-R-O-P-O-M-O-R-P-H-I-C. Anthropomorphic. All right. Uh, there's an M in there somewhere. Because Google just 
I typed in anthropomorphic horror movie and it came up with anthropomorphic biblioteca? No. That's Spanish Peggy, for... That's, that's Peggy something. And it's about oh. wrapping, binding, hum, binding books and skins. Human skin. Oh. On your note, Cody, back to anime. Oh. Uh, really, there's... Nothing that comes to mind when it's just like a, it's just a completely humanized animals or something like that. There's always humans in it. Oh, that literally just hit me. Sorry. Oh. The, the the cover for that Grant Morrison comic book, We We with the three on it. Okay. It had like a bunny and some sort of mech suit, and it had like a rhino and a mech suit. I have no idea what the story is. That cover just hit me. I, I thought maybe you guys would know. Okay, sorry. Um. So what about Watership Down? Oh, that. Oh, God. Like, I have never seen that. Just from what I've seen, that is a horrible movie that should not be meant for... Should not have been made for kids. I mean, that's, like a, they, that's like a Schindler's List style yeah. movie, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, do they talk in that, or is it just rabbits they, and rabbit it's, things? Uh, it's they rabbit doing rabbit do they? things, yeah. but they are talking. Personified, but yeah, that works. Um, I think there's literally... There's the, the Secret of Nim. Oh yeah, Secret of Nim. That's a dark movie. I don't think I don't really consider that a common comedy. Well, yeah, that does have a very lo- uh, a lot of dark tones. What is it? It's the other. It's similar to that movie. It's where they the Golden Compass. No, the Dark Crystal. No, it's a cartoon. The Black Cauldron. It's where. All these people meet with this badger, and they have to go, and they have to get a special plant to save this other badger. Oh, I know what... It's where you... It has a really depressed ending, because all the parents come back, and all their kids are happy, and this one little girl is waiting for her parents to come back, and they're like, sorry, they're dead, and they're staying dead. I know exactly what he's oh, talking about. I can't it's, remember the damn title. Because it had freaking Leonardo da Vinci wing like, of a thing. Uh, That's literally what they call it, a wing of a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look it up. I don't know. Like, so so as, we, as we basically talked about, I guess there really are no limits to this way of storytelling. A good story is a good story, whether it's a mouse or a crocodile or a human. As if you're telling a good story, I guess you can enthrall... Once a, upon a forest. Yes, I have no idea. Okay. Never heard of it, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I think there there are limitations. There are... Not limitations. I think there... The, the media can do things. I think the barrier is that... That hurdle to make it work in that style. Um, so I think you just have to be creative with the, the barriers that come up with anthropomorphic animals. And that's the fact that you're going to lean towards a comedy. That they just... They lean towards kids' films, you know. They lean towards lightheartedness. So you have to almost overcorrect that to make it function the Besi- way that you want it to. Okay, yeah. So besides the rare exceptions, they're mainly raunchy comedies or children's fare. Well, I mean, or, or adult family-oriented. Fare. I mean, if you were going to do an anthropomorphic horror movie, can you really think of something where you could make it scary? We might have someone who could oh, crap, in tonight's right. homework. Uh, okay, anyway, before we get to tonight's homework, are there certain animals that you can't use anthropomorphically, or if used, they have to be used a certain way? I'm, I'm assuming like a shark is usually seen as the bad guy. Not in Finding Nemo. 
Well, not all the way in Finding Nemo. A snake is usually the bad guy. Yeah. I mean, are there certain animals that you can't use? In, I mean, I'm talking about the animal, the animal kingdom, insects, anything. Is there a certain creature that, that you just... Could you anthropomorphize a spider? Maybe Charlotte's die. Web. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, what yeah. about... Also, uh, the he was in a Muppet Christmas Carol. There was a spider yeah. that was buying the the goods in the future. Yep. So I, I guess there isn't an animal you could. Well, like uh, you guys remember Arthur, right? Yeah. Like yeah. What was he? He was like a, he was an anteater. Oh okay. Yeah, but they changed his look up to make it easier to draw. Basically, but, instead know, of actually making an anatomically correct anteater, they just had him have a rounded face instead of the long. So, snout. like, so like with the spider, they they turn the feature. So I, that was my point. Are there most animals that are turned anthropomorphically, or that are used, are ones with faces, right? Or are ones we can perceive as a face. Or so if you use like a spider, you almost have to turn the head. You almost have to manipulate the the head to make it more human like, more face like. Oh yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, the the spider in um, in Muppet Christmas Carol, for example, only had two eyes. Yeah. War hat. No. I have to rewatch. That. I don't remember that character at all. Yeah, he's not in it for very long, but scares scares Michael Caine. So I guess I guess there isn't there isn't a, a creature. You just. It has. It's up to the, the imagination of the people who's making it and the people perceiving it. I think some of them you ha- you may have to manipulate to have it more face like. Yeah, and I think if you want a, a good good spectrum, check out BoJack Horseman because if you just look at the images, they have anthropomorphized pretty much every animal you could imagine: mosquitoes, flies, dung beetles, everything into into something else. Don't watch the B movie. Horrible yeah. movie. <laughs> the Jerry Seinfeld B movie. Yes, yeah. horrible movie. Oh, what's the plot to that? Is, oh, he, like he he sues the United States. He yes. sues the government for using honey, not getting yeah. royalty fees yep. or whatever. And he falls in love with a human, and then yeah. dies a week later. Because the average life of a bee oh, yeah. is about less than a year, I think. Okay, so moving on. Animals. Animals are commonly used. What are what are some non-animal characters that are anthropomorphized? Brave Little Toaster. I got the Brave Little Toaster too. Okay, I didn't look any of these. Up. I just want to like I want to like try to come up with what I can come um, on the top of my head. Brave Little Toaster. Uh, Thomas the Train Engine. Oh fuck yeah! Oh my god. Cars. Was that the one George Carlin was in? Yes. That was. Okay. No, I thought. Wasn't he the conductor at that? Was that George Carlin, or did he just look like I George? It was, I thought it was Ringo Starr. Fuck, maybe it was Ringo Starr. Uh, what are some other? Uh, I got uh, cars. Car. Okay. I got the world of sausage party. Obviously, uh, Kool Aid Man. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the last one I could come up with, top of my head, was Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh, about that show. Um, Pee Wee's Playhouse had like an animated couch and chair. Oh yeah, Lord's Fishburne got to start on that show. Um, Fishy. Beauty and the Beast. They had both animals and. Very progressive. Well, would those be... Would Beauty and the Beast be anthropomorphic? Because they're humans turned into objects. But they have human-like characters. And the because, because they are 
human. No, what he, he means is like, it didn't just become a, it's a straight up teapot that didn't have a voice or could move around. It did was able to still sort of move around and speak. But I thought that'd be the same thing. Ah, uh, never mind. I retract my statement. Okay. <laughs> is there, uh, any uh, any other ones real quick before we move on that y'all like or can think of? Uh, Nothing I can think of. Oh, the car in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Benny. Oh, yeah. yeah. To, to what effect are they? Are, I mean, are they used basically the same way as animals are used, just, just a different storytelling device? I think so. I can't think of anyone that was done really differently. Can, I guess, I guess almost like non-animals could be used easier to tell a not to tell a non-children's story. Maybe I think it's easier to show violence to the non-animal things you. Yeah, what's that? What's that horror movie Snyder's always talking about? Deathbed or whatever. Oh yeah, deathbed. Was that anthropomorphic? Toy Story count? Oh, you know, I was thinking about Toy Story. I I mean, there's plenty of fan theories that say that they're you know. Alive for other multiple reasons, but would that count as anthropomorphic objects? I would think, yeah, because they're basically just. Or would that be more of that humanized thing? I mean, because there's a reason why I haven't thrown away any of my toys besides the fact that I don't want to, and Toy Story would be one of them. Because what if they come back? I don't know, I don't want to piss them off. (laughs) Toy Story just became a horror movie. Okay, okay, so. We talked about the animals. We talked about non-animals. Let's go to tonight's homework. Who would like to go first? Tyler? Not it. Cody. Cody no, goes first. Tyler, yeah. so, so tonight's homework, I Facebook messaged uh, the, the, the members of DCP. Uh, yes, some of us twice. <laughs> uh, and, and I gave them, I gave them a... Two in one night. That's pretty, that's pretty good. I gave them an animal... And a genre of flit, uh, film that they had to give me an animal. What? But co- so I gave them an animal and a genre that they had to use, and plus a second part, I gave them a uh, quick. Well, how do you want to say it? Like an idea that they had to replace a certain IP with with something. So Snyder's not here, but he gave me his. Uh, Cody and Snyder got an animal that they had to anthropomorphize. Tyler and Daniel got a non-animal that they must anthropomorphize. You like? You want me to read Snyder's first? Yeah, yeah, yeah let's that's a good do. Point. Right. Since we'll he's make, not here, we'll make that way. Snyder he, first. Okay, so Snyder, he got, he got. Uh, we made fun of Daniel for a little bit. Okay, here we go. Hey. So t- I'll no. tell you. I'll tell you after the show. It's not appropriate. Okay. The hell? So, so Snyder's homework. Wait a minute. <laughs> So this is me messaging Snyder. Snyder, your homework is to anthropomorphize the groundhog into a Judd Apatow-style stoner dick and fart joke-style movie. Uh, the second part is... That's caddy shit, basically. The second part is yeah. Keanu Reeves dies tragically, but they want to continue with the John Wick franchise. What animal would be perfect as John Wick? Ah! Okay. dog. So, this is what he said. My Judd Apatow movie is Groundhog Days with a Z. Okay, it's a stoner flick slash gross out comedy take on the Bill take on the Bill Murray movie. The groundhog keeps running the same day over and over again and gets 
and gets bored, so he just gets super high every day and does really shitty slash gross pranks on his buddies and those in his life to entertain himself since he knows they won't remember they won't remember it the next day until until he until the groundhog learns a valuable lesson in the meaning of family slash friendship and gets out of the spiral. Okay. Alright. Alright. Which I'm curious, so is it just a groundhog in a human world or is it they're all animals? Sounds like a groundhog in a groundhog world. Oh, I wonder what that would be like. Dark, I suspect, right? Aren't they? Don't they live underground? Well, they make multi. They make massive God. underground cavern cities. Gotcha. I don't want to. No, you cannot turn this idea into the DC universe. Anyway, with you wanting to make everything dark. So here's. Eh? Eh? No one. Oh, I got it. The poo. The poo hit the fan on that one. Oh. Keanu. 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 Keanu Jesus. gets replaced by a groundhog or a greyhound. Greyhound. He kind of looks like one. That. That is great. That or a golden poison dart frog. <laughs> that would make more sense for the John Wick, John Wick character, though. Yeah, no, no the, I think it has to be the dog. Like, I want it to be the dog one. Like Tyler said, his dog replaces him. He's yeah. like, you killed my human. Yeah, there you go. But the puppy died. At, oh, he got a dog at the end of the first one. I haven't seen the second one yet. All right, who's up now? That was Snyder. Cody. Cody's Cody, up. Cody's up. So give us give us your homework and then what All right. the answer was. I'm gonna do, since I got two parts, I'll do the first one, which is uh, animal in the setting. Okay. Uh, my uh, was to anthropomorphize a squirrel in a setting of a horror film. Okay. <clears throat> so I got this idea. We have Squirrel City. Uh, Squirrel City. Everything's made of wood. Basically, That's it's nuts. like they make they make. They Damn it! <laughs> I was waiting till a point I could get that in you, ass. <laughs> um, oh, sorry. Uh, skyscrapers are just basically hollowed out trees. Oh, I like, uh, I like this. Uh, so on and so forth. But I'm going to have it set as a, there's a serial arsonist in town. Uh, and it's just going to be sort of a rock sort of drama, Route Ladder 49, where it's somebody dealing with the aftermath of all these homes, how, uh, stores and all this stuff burning, because this one squirrel just likes to see stuff burn. And the pretty lights. And then we have the one joke, my nuts are burning! <laughs> Wait, wait, could there be a, a scene in it where, where like, our hero, our hero firefighter squirrel is being mentored by, like, the veteran or, like, the captain, and they're talking about this arsonist, and the captain's like, some squirrels just want to see the world burn. No. No, I have something better, actually. Oh, God. The twist of this whole thing is that the arsonist is actually the chief fire, chief uh, firefighter. Oh. Well, for years he has t- like I'm stealing this book from one of my favorite books because I think it's just an awesome idea. Okay. For years he has talked about we need more fire safety. Like everybody wants, everybody just thinks everything's going to be fine and dandy forever and ever. Backdraft. That's it. Is that back? Oh, Kurt Russell was the arsonist. Oh, okay. well, what book were you talking about? I, it's a book from my childhood. I can't remember it, but it had Did the same plot. Did you say favorite books? It's Backdraft, the junior novelization. <laughs> no, it was it was a fantasy setting. Oh, okay, gotcha. 
anyway, I like that twist, and like everybody's never prepared for any of this stuff, so he's getting them prepared. And there's the reason we have the fire brigade in the first place, and just fire after fire after fire. Okay, uh, that's cool. I kind of like the idea of the wood stuff. Yeah, I like it too. I, I would watch that movie. That sounds pretty sweet, actually. So, are we doing animated, or are we doing, uh, are we doing real life CG with trained squirrels? Yeah, you, uh, from what I've learned from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory commentary, the one with Johnny Depp, it's almost impossible to change to train squirrels because of how short their memory span is. There's Don't squirrel- touch that squirrel's nuts. There's squirrels in. In the sec and the remake with Johnny Depp. Oh, because she's Tim Burton. Ha- they're hauling out uh, Veruca Salt. They throw her down the garbage chute. Yeah. The little brute. I like it. What, uh, so, what was the? What's your second part of the homework? Uh, my second part is Daniel Craig doesn't want to be James Bond anymore. They're going to turn him into an animal. What animal would make James Bond? All right. So I decided just to do this mathematically. Oh. Okay. So he math. is Agent 007. Uh, double O part we're going to grab. The seven part, that's the big thing. Okay. Seven. So what's the seven letter of the alphabet? <laughs> G. I am so glad you both did that because I had to do that myself. <laughs> oh, you did that too? Yeah, we, so we, yeah, we counted on our fingers. G. So, <laughs> so I'm, glad, I'm glad it wasn't a really high number and shoes would have came off. And <laughs> Well, anyway, we got G is seven letter of the alphabet, so I decided to find an animal with the letter G. Okay. Uh, obvious choices are giant anteater. Obviously. Uh, obviously. obviously. That's exactly where I went. I'm disappointed you went to the obvious route, Cody. Well, obvious, yes. <laughs> but you get to thinking about this. He's got wasted for himself. He's got his giant claws, and he's anthropomorphized. That means he's able to walk upright, and he's got the claws to do the fight and slash people throw it out to fight. He's also got the long tongue, which I think is longer than his entire body, so it's about... If he's a six-foot anteater, he has a six-foot-long tongue. If this is going uh, towards the Bond girl that's direction, gonna I'm going to... Oh, Money Penny is going to be fantastically happy. Well, I I thought about going the drug route, but no, I just imagine this one scene where he's sticking it... He, instead of actually using the lockpick, because his hands don't require... He sticks his tongue through the lock and actually uses the tongue just to unlock the door or pressing the keypad on the other side. Hmm. So what would, what would be his first arch villain? Uh, God, what's the nemesis of an anteater? Uh, his first arch villain is actually going to be an organization called A Legion. A Legion. A Legion. Okay. Ant Legion. Uh, I like it. Okay. And it's just going to be like, I'll volunteer for this mission. It's a British anteater. It's, it's yeah, a British. It's, Brit- it's What was you expecting? I don't know. I, I don't know. I just didn't see it. I don't know, man. I was thrown off guard by that one. Well, he's also African American. No, absolutely. Uh, what, what's the British term for an African American? African Brit. African Brit. He's African Brit, actually, since anteaters come from Africa. I think they just call them people. They're a lot nicer over there in yeah. Britain. <laughs> like, they're not like yeah. this shows how I mean, unless I am you're gay, you know, then they don't like you. So okay. I'm just gonna say he is black, but he's got the British accent, and he's a uh, yeah. I think million dollar franchise. I'm actually dating. All right. Didn't think I put that much thought into no, it. No, I really liked it. All right, you two. Go. Goobers. No. All right, okay. Daniel, Daniel's up. He's right. pissed at me because I switched it on him. Yes. So switched mine too. So oh, I did. Uh, I spent a lot more time on the first one. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm kind of annoyed about this because my my homework did change last minute 
Uh, it changed yesterday. You're more than welcome to do both. Uh, okay, I might do both. Um, so mine is I have to anthropomorphize a wheelbarrow and another inanimate garden or garage item into a rom-com. So no my, what? Yet. Yes. So so. Adam. So well, what were you fucking smoking? <laughs> I just see I'm like, it would be a good idea for Daniel. <laughs> well, he did the a big fucking, fucking a fucking wheelbarrow. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! A fucking wheelbarrow or a wheel? Never mind. Oh, we're, we're getting to that, Tyler. Oh, we're getting to that. Oh, is this a dirty rom com? I I mean, it's 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 yes, it's probably on the rated R. <laughs> so so it's it's going to be set in a little farmhouse and uh, the wheelbarrow is our female lead for the movie. I did not see that one coming. I, I pictured please, the please tell Texas. me please tell me there's a there's a plow in this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hadn't thought about that idea. Oh, That's a great idea. Um, we're so, not as dirty as you. So yeah, right. the the perspective of the movie is told through the the hoe, um, that <laughs> the male hoe, the male hoe, that is, uh, you know, the farmer does his thing. He 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 hoes whoa, 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 whoa. So there's yeah. humans. Yes. It, okay. So do they know that these car- these these items are no, alive? No, it's kind of like Toy Story, where gotcha. it's yeah. uh, um, they, I, they they animate when the humans are. Alive. I just want to picture it. I'm there now. I'm okay. there. I'm right there. All right. So farmer goes out. That <laughs> you are. Uh, uses the hoe, breaks up the ground, takes the shovel, shovels the dirt into the wheelbarrow, dumps the wheelbarrow out. So is that the equivalent to the money shot? Um, <laughs> oh fuck! I am interrupting you. I'm you sorry. are. Okay. Um, so we are, are. That that is kind of the sequence of the farmer, the farmer's life, and uh, through the course of the movie, we're going to show that scene four or five dozen times. We're going to show that scene a lot. That okay. you know, it's okay. Use the hoe, shovel into the thing. And so on and so forth, and then while the farmer's gone, the love triangle. the 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 hoe is going to be kind of like, hey, you know, talking to the wheelbarrow because he's got a crush on the wheelbarrow, but she's with the shovel because oh, the shovel keeps slut. <laughs> a little much. Sorry, um, I'm, I'm in it. I'm really digging it. I'm invested. I'm a little hurt. Yeah. yeah so um, eventually, um, uh, so yeah, so like she won't get with the hoe because she's with the shovel. Because the shovel and the wheelbarrow. If you couldn't guess what hand motion he made, take a second and think about it. Yeah, make a wheelbarrow with one hand, a shovel with the other, and put the that, dirt. That, that's like throwing a hot dog the, down a hallway. Wow, that can't be enjoyable for anybody. Depends. Depends what you're into. Are you the hot dog or the hallway? It depends. <laughs> on, on, what you're on, into. And on my um, mood. So then the... Uh, <laughs> that's why I stopped saying my last name on this podcast. I don't mention my name at all. Wait. So, so eventually we get to the point where the farmer accidentally breaks the shovel. Wow. And, and has to throw the shovel away. And there's this big emotional moment where the wheelbarrow is all of sex. The shovel's dead dead, broken, thrown away, whatever. And the hoe goes to con- to, to comfort her. And the next <laughs> the next day, the farmer has to do his daily chores. He doesn't have an option. So he he 
begrudgingly uses the hoe to scoop the dirt into the wheelbarrow that day. That sucks, by the way. That does suck. He should have got another shovel. Yeah. And then... You'd think he'd have more than one shovel. Yeah. And then, like, you know, he, he leaves after faithful. doing that, and, and the hoe is super happy, and the wheelbarrow's like, okay, well, maybe we can make this work. And the, the end of the movie is the farmer coming home with a new shovel. Oh, twist. Yes. What a twist. <clears throat> now, wait a minute. Now, let, let me picture this. Are we doing live action? Are we doing animation? Or uh, I see it mostly as animation in my head. Okay. Do the wheelbarrows, when the humans are around, do they got like little googly eyes that come up? Yes. Or, and then like, like, the, like the, the things you hold on to. And it goes down to the wheels. That become the mouth, or does the, the... no the the eyes are up near the the, the handle. Oh, the so eyes. So oh. when you when you hold the handle up, the eyes see. Oh, forward. so when they when they put the oh yeah. So where's the eyes? The eyes are on the hoe. They're on the the, the. the eyes are on the top as well. And then the mouth is on the and on the top. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because again, the the the. Illustration you're going for. Right, I got you. Got okay. You. So again, imagine that same hand movement. Man, that that hoe has got to be really jealous of that shovel at the end of the day. Voice talents wise, who are we picturing? Uh, I I feel like the. Uh, um, I want the, the shovel. Can I just throw this in there? I know. Sure. I know this. I'm an executive producer. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're the director and writer. I'm an executive producer. Shovel. Okay. Kevin Conroy. Yes, I'm into that. Okay, cool. Uh, the 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 hoe is going to be voiced by some kind of like warmy like comedian. Jerry Seinfeld sticks in my head, but it could be anyone that's kind of Jerry Seinfeld esque. Um, hmm. Steve Buscemi. Could I, I could see Steve I'm Buscemi? Always I'm always Steve Buscemi. I yell, Cody says Steve Buscemi. You're like, yeah, I say, and you're like, shut up, Adam. Yeah, he fits this. He's not Thanos. Steve Buscemi <laughs> could be Thanos. Yeah, so, another um, universe, the, maybe. The wheelbarrow is. Um, Miley I, Cyrus. I, I, no, I, I would want her to be a black actress in my head. That's how I hear the voice. Uh, the so, chick that was uh, the chick that was the head of uh, uh, Tax Force X. Walt, oh, the, the the character who played or the actress who played Amanda Walter. Yeah. I, I could Which get, version? In the movie, live action. Viola Davis. Yeah, yeah, that would Oprah. be fine. I can get behind that. Oprah would be fine. Um, uh, I the uh, the lady who plays um, uh, Tasty and Orange is the New Black would be fine. I can see her fitting okay. fairly well. Okay, who you got the farmer? Jason Statham. The farmer would have no. a speaking role. I don't think farmer would be what? Wouldn't have a speaking role. Oh, just like a, just pull out. Oh no, not yeah. speaking role. Oh, if okay. it's a non speaking role, I want there to be like the most famous actor you can think of where everyone just expects him to talk every time he comes in and oh, he just doesn't say anything. Didn't South Park do that with George Clooney or something? Yeah. They made him the dog. Oh, okay. Yeah, like anytime a guest star on South Park, they make have it a Morgan Freeman because everybody's going to want Morgan Freeman to talk. Oh, yeah. And like go. they'll be like on the edge of the seats, like the farmer's going to say something and like that sweet, velvety chocolate voice. And then he, he gets ready to say something and then like the classic <laughs> black. Yeah. The, no, the only thing he says is when the shovel breaks. And he says something like, damn. Or some just one word. That's all you get. So or well, shit. You either get busy buying a shovel, <laughs> get busy dying. So what? What, what art style we, we looking? You talking? About? You get busy buying a um, shovel, or you Disney, get busy hoeing? Pixar, the Seth MacFarlane style. Uh, I think we're gonna go with the CG Seth MacFarlane style, kind of like Sausage Party. Okay. I think that's the direction we're gonna go with that. Cody waits to the very end of the podcast to switch chairs. Good. 
Okay, well, a second part of the homework, or do you want to do your other one? Uh, yeah, we'll do we'll do the second part of the homework. We have time for my original assignment, which I was very proud of. Oh, I want to hear. We it. will uh, we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, so the second uh, part of my assignment is New Line Cinema has decided to jump the shark. Kids are not afraid of dream demons anymore. Anthropomorphize any inanimate object from the teenager's uh, bedroom to stalk them as Freddy Krueger. Yeah. So, Vibrator. Uh, you know, that was my first thought as well. And uh, there, there was two versions of this movie. There was an X-rated movie, and but, but there was an R-rated movie. But, I mean, come on. Besides, I know pegging is in right now, but what teenage boy is going to have a vibrator in their bed? Uh, it doesn't start with a teenage boy. It starts with a teenage girl. Oh, you're going with a girl. Okay, so we we are going the vibrator. If if, if the, like I said, they had been, I had two for this one: the vibrator, which was the the obvious dick and fart joke, um, <laughs> where yeah, people are getting pounded to death, um, <laughs> and and yes, that was. Um, so that happened. Um, no, the 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 actual thing that designed that is not the teehee. I'm twelve. Answer to that question. Um, is I was going to make it a skateboard, and we're going to start with the uh, thing that Cody never had, guy or girl. Uh, it could be either. It really kind of take your pick. And the skateboard comes to life after that gets basically like the kid comes home from school, and oh, we're going to go, we're going to go play, and the skateboard gets all excited. And the kid like picks up the skateboard, and the skateboard's like, "Yeah, we're gonna play on the skateboard for the first time in a long time." And the kid just chucks the skateboard, and getting it out of the way so we can get to like a video game or something. And then the skateboard gets pissed, and the skateboard's like, "Fine, you're not gonna play with me. I'm gonna play with you." Oh, and accidentally line. kills. Oh, the kid. I was I was seeing like still keeping Freddy Cougar, but Freddy Cougar goes into an item but you're just having getting rid of Fred completely and having the the skateboard have its own its own well, he's changing on sure and, and, and maybe you can make it Freddy Krueger has somehow possessed the skateboard but yeah like my thing was you know skateboard is you know the 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 spirit within all inanimate objects finally comes out and is like alright I'm pissed and and in its effort to try and get the kid to play with it he accidentally like trips him down some stairs and kills him. So then the and he gets the craving. Hmm. He gets a craving. For then the he gets the craving. Gotcha. That felt good. I'm going to keep doing it until finally they find a way to to ease the spirit of the skateboard by like hitting it with basketball or something. Tony Hawk but. comes in. <coughs> are, we talking, are, we, are we thinking longboard or your classic classic style board? Um. The I would say the uh, like a short. Like a short, like beginner skateboard. Oh, we yeah. did like the cheapo Walmart one that had been passed down in the family. Oh, so it's like yeah, years of just yeah. being abandoned. Like oh yeah, like passed down from like brother to brother. Like here, I don't want this crap anymore. And finally, yeah. it's like had enough. <clears throat> okay, okay, all right. I like it, Tyler. Yeah. Mine's gonna suck. All <laughs> right. So imagine, if you will. A jungle setting. Wait, wait, what's your homework? I'm not telling you. Okay. You'll figure it out. Okay. It's a jungle setting. You hear the strum of a guitar and it starts playing CCR's Fortunate Son. You're in wartime Vietnam. Oh, yeah, I forgot you what gotta, it was. <laughs> I remember you now. forgot what it was. I remember now. So you got a chopper flying over. Wait, 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 wait. A what? A, a chopper. A, a what? chopper. Thank you. Ah, asshole. <laughs> so then <laughs> the chopper's flying over and all of a sudden. Over CCR's beautiful lyrics, you just hear like the thanks, Cody. 
you hear a missile coming up, blows up the chopper, and cuts to black. Okay. So then you've got one scene, which is a POW camp with your human captives. Okay. And then your other scene is where the story unfolds with the main character, who is a government-issued, military-grade uh, spork. Spork. <laughs> So, <laughs> so the spork, the spork is under just as much torture, but instead of the Viet Cong torturing it, it is the food that the the moldy rice patties that the Viet Cong is serving to the prisoner. So this spork is being tortured because it is being, it has to force feed its partner, the POW, this disgusting food which is not keeping him alive anymore which is slowly killing him oh yeah and so then at night when he's left alone he's trying to tunnel out of the kitchen area where he's kept okay. and get to his soldier so then the whole time this is happening you know it's just back and forth of like we've got the POW and he's like you know just slowly withering away and the for- the spork's just like I can't do this anymore like I don't I don't want to do this to you and then it's just you know he's Andy Dufresne his way so then the two, final two Shawshank uh, there you go. So then yeah. the final scene is, you know, the the food comes back to get to the spork, and the spork's gone. They find the tunnel, and then it cuts to the POW. They kick in the door, and they go up to the guy, and the guy musters all the strength he can, and he tries to stand up, and then that's when the spork pops up. He grabs the spork and he kills his captors, and you find out that. And I came up with this before the weekend. Uh, the POW was John McCain. Nice. Oh, very good homage. There you go. Okay, so is the the chopper being shot down? Is that the soul of the buddy being in the spork? No, the spork is the spork is it's right sp- there. It's the own spork. Person. If you zoomed in before, you knew it was anthropomorphic. The spork is like right there in the pocket, oh. and it's covering up the dude's name, so you don't know who the dude is. Yeah. So that it goes down with him, and so they figure, hey, what's a better tort? You know. They're not going to have eating utensils in the de- and you know in the middle of the jungle, so they're just like here, use this, and then they take it away because you know they know it's a weapon. Okay, okay. Are we live action? Yes. How how are you going to do the spork like claymation stop motion style? Or? Yeah. No, like it it has a voice, but there's no mouth, nothing to it. Oh, so the audience hears. Yeah, it. the oh, audience man, hears I, it. Uh, a fitting tribute to John McCain. Okay. There you go. And what was your second <laughs> slow class? <laughs> what was your second part of homework? The second one sucked, and uh, it was everyone's sick of Channing Tatum. So now I have no, to. No, no, no. That's not what I said. Okay, fine. I have to come up with an inanimate object to replace Channing Tatum. That's in the not next... what I said. What is it? Tatum Channings. Yeah, because you're an idiot. <laughs> I thought it was funny. No. <laughs> Use an inanimate object to replace Channing Tatum in the next Magic Mike. <laughs> I didn't read it well enough, so I came up with the story of... There's two versions. One is Channing Tatum is replaced by a panda. Because pandas, <laughs> because pandas are overweight. And it's the third Magic Mike further down the road. And so like he gets drugged back into the striptease world. But you know no one wants to pay to see an overweight panda. So he's got to work out. I think you thought of panda because you were doing that Vietnamese story. Yeah. And then 
I I was thinking. I quickly Googled the plot of Magic Mike. Yeah, dude, don't stop lying. It's all cool. You like watching Magic Mike. Honestly, I've never group. seen it. And my I wife have. loves Met I Channing love Tatum, and she's never seen it either. Uh, Magic Mike's good. Magic Mike XL is not worth your time. Okay, thanks for that. You're welcome. So apparently he's like a furniture builder. Yeah. And so in the third installment of Magic Mike, Mike is tragically shot and killed. But not before he falls on his favorite chair <laughs> and his soul goes into the chair. <laughs> so we're Jack Frost his mother. Yeah. And there's some set of creepy people out there that want to see a chair like oh, fling is. close off itself. There is, buddy. And there you go. Magic Mike what, what kind three. Of, what kind of are you talking like a lazy, lazy four, boy? Four legs to stand on. We're talking like a lazy boy. <laughs> <laughs> you even came over the tagline. I love it. I don't even want to add to that. Okay. Uh, Any more? No, please go. Okay, moving on to tonight's closing trivia. Wait, do, do, do we have time for Daniel's other one? We man, we got all time. Alone. Sure. Okay, I'll just do the first half okay. because that's the part I'm really proud of. The okay. second half was was pretty garbage. So, my homework is to anthropomorphize a cockroach set in the genre of a rom-com. I'm definitely glad that you finished the cockroach part. I was like, fuck, Adam, you sick bastard. Um, and the second part is the, the animal Kruger into an animal thing. Um, but I was actually really happy about the, the cockroach as a rom-com because I had an idea and I kind of liked it. Um, so, um, basically it's, it's uh, you know, kind of like Bugs Life where you have like uh, kind of zoomed in, and you know they're they're very very human type bugs. Okay. Um, bipedal. Yeah, bipedal. But it looks like a cockroach. Does cockroach things completely bipedal? Um, and you know, like sleeps in a bed, gets out. He's got like a refrigerator that works. He pulls out like the things that. Tell me, he lives eat. in like one of those cockroach hotels that people put down at the bottom of the floor. Um, you never see where he lives. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Sorry. But but yeah, he has like a home, and he goes to work. He you know he has like clothes and stuff, and um, his job is to find food for their cockroach colony that he lives in. Um, and um, so every day he goes to work and and looks at the maps and and kind of plots courses and stuff, and he thinks he plots a course to some food. And uh, he takes it to his boss and says, hey, there's going to be a lot of really good food here. And his boss is like, no, it's too dangerous. So he's like, well, screw you. If I get this food, I'm in line for the next promotion. So I'm going to go get the food. So he goes out and um, grabs you know, another intern that works with him that is trying to get her name out. And it kind of turns into the romancing the stone Esque like storyline adventures. They're going through uh, the wilderness, and danger stuff happens. And eventually, they get to um, the the end, and they they fall in love. And he finds a Twinkie, and he's like, "This is it. This is our our golden chalice. This is our holy grail. This is the Twinkie that we were looking for." So they take the Twinkie, get back home. They're all celebrated as heroes, and and they fall in love. And and as they are are kind of getting the accolades of their Twinkie thing, it kind of zooms out on this kind of ruined, blasted landscape, and it's all post-apocalyptic because oh, the only two things that survived are cockroaches twinkies. and Twinkies. Oh, man, I was gonna say, I was like, 
was like, can I come up with the tagline? Because before you were going to do the post-apocalyptic, <laughs> I was like, the tagline could be, not even nuclear bomb can tear their love apart. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. So, okay, are you picturing uh, the Madagascar hissing cockroach or the more... Because they're kind of like the stereotypical looking cockroach. Are you, talking, are you picturing like the little small ones? No, the, the stereotypical, the giant hissing cockroach type thing. Voice actors real quick? Um, I think Silver uh, Sarah Silverman for oh. the, the female cockroach. Did not see that coming, okay. Um, for the male cockroach, hmm. I feel like that should be like... Uh, uh, someone like Jack Black or Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen, just because I like Seth Rogen's laugh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Something like that. Okay, I like it. As long as they can keep from... from if, if Seth Rogen can keep from Seth Roganing it up, uh, I think it'll be fine. So you're picturing no stone weed jokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely relax on the weed jokes and go back to, you know, acting. Okay. If he can't do it, Jonah Hill might work. Skinny Jonah Hill or Fat Jonah Hill? Fat Jonah Hill. What about McLovin? Could he do it? Uh, I think he's too deadpan. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Oh, what's the, what's the other one? Uh, uh, he was in Scott Pilgrim. Um, oh, uh, Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. Oh, Michael Sarah would work. I, I would take Michael Sarah for that. Okay. All right. Okay, closing trivia, guys. Closing trivia. We get trivia. two trivias? Oh, my God. We always do. We get two trivias every single... I don't remember ever having two trivias. That was your trivia. Do How many trivias do we get per thing? So we're going to have two trivias from now on, every episode? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll hold you to it. Name the show or character from the theme song lyrics. All right. Remember, it's, they all goes along with tonight's topic. Okay? The tick. Cloud of smoke and he appears, the master of surprise. Who's that cunning man behind the shadowy disguise? Nobody knows for sure, but bad guys are out of luck. Darkwing Dark Duck. Duck. Darkwing Duck. Number two. He's got style, a groovy style, and a car that just won't stop. When the going gets rough, he gets super tough. Hong Kong Fury. Hong Kong Fury. Ah, I knew it. Okay, this one's tough. This one's really tough. The big cheese is the villain who's lower than low. It's a rotten shame he lives in little Tokyo. We've got a nasty bad bird and some nasty ninja crows. As soon as someone finds a script, we might begin the show. Oh, Sit pizza back- cats. Close. Samurai Pizza Cats. I said Pizza Cats. You knew exactly what I was saying. <laughs> okay, anyway. You're going piss okay. off poo over there. Name the anthropomorphic toy line with characters such as Sergeant Wooly Pullover, Private Sido Bacon, Captain Tusker Chitlins, and Commander Fleece Cardigan. Airwolf? Nope. This is a toy line. Yeah. Okay. Chips. Nope. Barnyard Commandos. Oh, alright. The, oh, the property is based around the concept of farm animals who consumed radioactive materials left over from an abandoned military experiment, mutating them into a hyper-intelligent anthropomorphic paramilitary troops. This consists of two hilariously harmless opposing teams, the Rams, Rebel Army of Military Sheep, and the Porks, Platoon of Rebel Killer Swine. Okay, then. All right, number two. General Patant, General McAnther, Bug Eye, and Ramp Ant. Battlebugs? Nope. Army Ant. 
Released released in 1987, Army Ants were originally released in squadrons of three or eight figures set on a card-backed blister pack. The individual soldiers had various themes, including officers, international soldiers, uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay, last one. Last trivia question. Major Munch, Lieutenant Leg, Sergeant Scoop, Short Stack. Uh, that sounds like a those are all construction names. So that's got to be like Bob the Builder or something like that. Major Munch, Lieutenant Leg, Sergeant Scoop, Short Stack. Talking about food. Food Fighters. Food uh, okay. Food Fighters was an action figure collection released by Mattel in 1989, uh, proverbial for the concept of a food fight. The figures were all different types of anthropomorphic food dressed in military gear. There's a Japanese version of that. Food Fighters consisted of ten figures and three accessory toys or a refrigerator playset. Uh, yep. Uh, the tagline was combat at its cookiest. Well, that's funny. But Ooh, there's a Japanese version so of that the 80s fighting foodongs. Okay. All right. Moving on to... T- oh, go ahead. I was just going to say that reminds me of the Shopkins. I don't know. Who, who's that? Uh, Shopkins are anthropomorphized food and objects that are like poly pocket type things for kids. Strawberry shortcake. Yeah, they are absolutely terrifying if you see them. Like they are freaking like they wig me out hardcore. Okay. They're scary. Look up Shopkins. They're fucking terrifying. Okay, tonight's news. <clears throat> we don't, I don't want to spend a lot of time but I want to get to tonight's news because I'm curious on what your guys' opinion is. According to SuperheroHype.com I hate it. According to SuperheroHype.com Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 has been delayed indefinitely. The flick has been pulled from its release date. Crew members are being released and soon cast members will be released. Oh, they killed it. Wow. The f- the It's gone into a regrouping phase. But it's been pulled. Crew members are being let go and soon cast members are going to be let go. Um, if which this is a big if because, I mean, come on, Guardians of the Galaxy is like, what, the second highest grossing property for the Marvel? If this property is shelved for good, what space characters or team should Marvel replace with? Should replace them with? Uh, Nova Corps. Nova But isn't that part of the... Go- ah, I guess I'm there. Got nothing. Got nothing? Okay, yeah. got you. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Cody brought up a picture of Shopkins. No, no. Stop it. What about the uh, Cyclops' dad? The the oh Starjammers. Starjammers. That'd be good since we're getting the X Men. Because they're they're not mutants, are they? They can use them. Uh, Corsair, I think, is has a latent mutant ability. But I mean, we could use them without using the word mutant, right? We could. Still well, yeah, yeah, but they still she are. under the yeah she are they they all fall underneath the the X Men copyright. Oh okay. But they have X Men copyright back now. Yeah. Also. Is this the first crack in the Shining Tower of Feige? Is this the first? Because besides a few not-so-well-performing flicks, which they're still made a ton of money, this is like the first bad news from what Feige has built. Yeah, but could I this Could this start? Could this be the crack that breaks open the downfall of the Marvel reign? It certainly could be, but I, don't, I think it's going to take more than just one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't think this is Feige's fault anyway. This is... No, I don't think it's Feige's fault. I'm just saying because he's built this. So I was just saying, is this the, is this the fall of Feige's reign? 
I, I don't know, but it does send a message about Disney that they're not going to take crap, any any crap. But the but the well, problem with that is is okay. So they fired James Gunn because of what he said years ago. Look at they've got Sarah Silverman playing a character in their kids movie, and mm-hmm. Sarah Silverman's done way worse crap. But see, but no one's no one has said anything about. It. I'm yeah. sure if someone has said something, I mean, about look it, at she's come out and apologized for it. So, what, so did James Gunn. Too, what about so. Robert Downey Jr.? I know that we've all I mean, we've all brought this up, and and I didn't want to talk about. It. I'm just saying if if. I don't think they're going to shelve it. I think I think there's going to be a 12th hour, 11th hour decision, and Guardians are going to come back. I was just saying, I was just throwing a hypothetical out there. If Guardians I, did go away, I just think they're showing their poker suit. Like, okay, if you're going to quit, we'll just fucking quit. Like, we don't need you to for this property. Yeah, we will sell this. We don't need you. You need us. I, maybe that's part of it, but I think it's really showing a double standard from Disney. Because I mean, look at the history of their the people they employ you know Sarah Silverman and Rickett Ralph you've got um uh, uh I just had them all uh like uh, Samuel L. Jackson um who has you know a history in his acting career about you know he swears like a sailor and and has been shown as a murderer I mean are we gonna fire Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury who played Tim Taylor uh Tim Allen yeah that was, that's not that wasn't Disney at the time, was it? Yes, it was. Disney he was on in, ABC back then. He was in the Santa Claus, and he was the first person to be allowed to work for Disney because he was arrested uh, for running drugs in Michigan. What? Yeah, yeah. So arrested for. Um, I mean, there's there's a ton of things. I mean, Robert Downey Jr.'s history is public. I mean, you're setting a very dangerous thing because James Gunn was very much playing a character outside of what he was doing when he when he posted a lot of those tweets trying to get publicity for was it trauma trauma yeah yeah trauma um, and i think you're setting a double standard with actors need to worry about getting fired from future roles for what they've done in their past to publicize their current roles that's a big problem i mean shit robert Downey junior is not allowed in like a country like he's not allowed in china anymore i think it's mainly just because if if you honestly, it's because the people companies, especially for whatever reason it happens in the arts, uh, they give in to public opinion. And if enough people raise their voices about Sarah Silverman, I guarantee you they get rid of Sarah Silverman. I just but, don't think she's. It basically it's one of those things. It's on the kid movie side. So like it's just the voice. It's not like we're actually seeing this person we don't, putting in we don't intellectual James properties at all. into these. To movies. me. To me, it's it's Disney. I mean, really, like, are you going to go to some other magical place on Earth? Like, what are, what are they going to do? Like, is everyone going to boycott going to see Star Wars and Marvel movies and Disney kids movies? And Well, supposedly they boycotted Solo, and now... Yeah, I don't want to get that. Okay, anyway. Uh, okay, so news number two. Danny Boyle has exited Bond 25. After throwing his hat in the ring and, and the producers and studio supposedly so in love with his take on the next movie, uh, they, they, they delayed it, they moved, they gave him everything he wanted, he has exited. I mean, they were stoked about his idea for the next movie. They literally gave him the world, and he has exited. And the uh, world was not enough? The world was not enough. There's a short list of replacement directors. Uh, Jan Demange, 
James Gunn. Uh, he did 71 in White Boy Rick. David McKenzie. He did Hell or High Water and Outlaw King and Edgar Wright. Who do you got? You guys have any? I know none of you guys are really Bond fans. You guys want to see someone direct a Bond flick? Not really. Chris Nolan. Uh, no one of those names really stand out to me. I, I would get behind Christopher Nolan doing a, a James Bond movie. I think it would have a different. A more traditional take than just another action movie. I think Inception was a pretty. It was his version of a James Bond movie. Yeah. That, yeah, that's the next thing. It's a the next mission is all in his head. <laughs> so, anyone else got an opinion on that? I just want to bring. I'm a Bond fan. I know you guys really aren't. So. Uh, I like James Bond. I just. I don't know. I haven't seen Spectre yet. I'm so far behind on Bond movies. Like, I haven't seen any of the Daniel Craig ones. Like, I thought Daniel Craig was, like, going to leave pretty soon. Yeah, but he's leaving after the next one. Oh, I didn't know he was... Have they confirmed who the next actor actor is? Uh, No, but uh, everyone, they confirmed, they have finally confirmed that he is done. There are rumors every time, but he, Daniel Craig, has confirmed he's done. Idris Elba has come out, because everyone's like, Idris Elba, he's come out and goes, I am not doing it, period. This This isn't a ploy... I don't want to do it. I so want to see. It's definitely not Idris Elba. I want to see okay. them continue it as a continuation, where it uh, there's the fan theory that 007 James Bond is just a code name that that's not who he really is. They they shot that in the butt at Skyfall. Yeah, I know. But it was rumored that Scott when they went to the house of Skyfall, uh, Sean Connery was going to be there, Timothy yeah. Dalton was going to be there, and the late Roger Moore was going to be there as like a. As like uh, the retirement home, the retirement where you take the dog. The dog's now living on the farm. Well, that's kind of yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, la- I want to see that movie. Uh, three bonds in a house. Uh, no news number three. Watch it. News number three. The last bit of news. Sony's Venom flick. Not sure what the rating will be. The studio is pushing for a PG thir- uh, thirteen rating. Our- to align with the universe it's creating, but director Ruben Fleischer and star Tom Hardy have no idea what the rating will be. They stated they shot the film with as much gore, horror, and dark humor that was essential and felt needed for the story, but have no idea what the studio is going to release the, f- uh, which I think is a bad sign. I think I understand movies is a business. Uh, I like I I think it should be an art. It should be just about the art. I realize that's stupid and you can't. I think the business should be done at the front, and when you sign up to make a movie, you sign up to make a rated R movie, that's what it stays for. I think uh, the business dealings ends up screwing up the movie. Yeah, I think like if you're going to shoot a movie, you need to have a rating in mind during the entire production, and I really, really hope it's R. I mean, do you think that movies are like superhero movies are going more towards R because... Deadpool was so popular. Deadpool and Logan. Well, I mean, I think the only reason that Logan was R was because of Deadpool, wasn't it? Yeah, they said so in Deadpool too. But uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think there's an influence there, but I think they're they're listening to the audience, mm-hmm. like which is bad, which can be bad, yeah. But I mean, you have the the mainstream Marvel movies, and they're like, okay, so these are the movies that you're going to take your teenager to and watch and enjoy. Venom is not aimed for the 13-year-old consumer. Or the 9-year-old. Yeah, Venom is aimed for the 19-year-old consumer. He's always been that way in comics. He's Spawn. He's Marvel's version of Spawn. Mm -hmm. And he is a more mature character aimed for a more mature audience. He's just like Deadpool and Howard the Duck and 
those characters are aimed for a different audience. Mm -hmm. So I think if you're going to take that character and do him right, you need to aim for the correct audience. Yeah. You know, Iron Man and Hulk and the X-Men, those can all be PG-13, that's fine. But when you start looking at the super mature characters, Venom, Deadpool, Wolverine, you need to put them in the armor slot. That's my opinion. I agree, I agree. I think... I think I know films are uh, films are a business, and the studio is putting money, so they want. I mean, they're not gamblers; they want the safest bet because they want their money back. Especially nowadays, when people are pirating and streaming, and the actually physically going to a cinema is dying out, which depresses me every day. I realize that they want the safest bet, um, it, but I think the business end should be at the beginning. You set it up; everyone signs on to make a certain type. And then it, then it becomes part of the art. And that being said, I think if any movie could do it this way, it's Venom. Because, look at the first trailer. There was, they literally, there was no sign of the symbiote, symbiote, whatever, in it. And then the second trailer came out, and they had it, most of the same shots. You know, like they had him driving down the road, and this time instead of the cars just going like this, you saw the tendrils coming out. And it, it works, or at least within the trailer. It worked. I was like, oh, okay. And when he was in the CAT scan, he was just flipping around. But in the new one, you see the symbiote starting to come through the skin. So if there's any movie where this might work, I'd say Venom, you know I mean? If they're going to cut... I, I, don't want, I don't want a movie to be rated R just to be rated R. If, if, the, if it fits the character, if it fits the story... If this if this character needs to bite this person's head off and it fits the story, good. If it if it just bites the head off of a person because it was a cool shot, I think we can probably slide around that. I think as long as the business side is working with the art, that that's fine. I think a big problem is that the rating system is subjective. Oh, complete crap. Um, yeah, complete it's crap. it's complete garbage. If you don't know how movies are rated. Go look it up. There, there is no guidelines. There is no. It's a personal list. It's whoever works at the MPAA. No one. I'm, sh I'm sure some people know. So anyway, when it's you make supposed to be hidden. No yeah, well, to when you make a movie, I'm sure like Spielberg knows. So when you make a movie, you submit it to the MPAA, and basically, this mysterious group of people watch the movie, and they will give you notes like your movie is NC-17. Uh, okay, so what do I need to cut? Uh, I, that's your problem. You figure it out. I mean, they they can literally say that, or they can be like, uh, "Well, it was the content, it was the theme, the ass uh, in scene three. Right? They can they can be that they can be that descriptive, or they can be like, "It's your problem. You figure out why it's in C seventeen. And and there's no there's no book. It's just whatever person watches your movie. Yeah, and there's a lot of um, discrepancy in what's fair, and especially when you start looking at like sexism in Hollywood. Like, if you show a, um, a woman enjoying sex, it's immediately an NC-17 or an X movie, regardless if it shows anything. But you show a man having, you know, enjoying sex, and it could be PG-13. Yeah, you can show... It's comedy at that point. On the other side, of the, on, the other, on the other token, you can show boobs, full, you can show full frontal women uh, in the butt. You can you basically show the complete naked anatomy of a woman. Um... But as soon as you throw a penis in there... Yeah, uh, I think Apatow was able to get a flaccid penis into a rated R movie. 
because uh, basically if you show any sort of new genitalia male, yeah it's nc-17 okay. but, but i think avatar was able to get there's been a handful of our movies that have gotten through with a, a non-erect penis and you can have you can have a, a group of people you can have a group of people uh, poo you can have a group of people smoking weed and it's a PG-13 rated R movie whatever but if they smoke a cigarette it's instant R instant R yeah a lot of the stuff doesn't make sense like we can show all of the violence that's in like the PG-13 movies like look at um, X-Men 2 where Wolverine is just murdering all those soldiers yeah. in the expansion but because there's not a single drop of blood, that's fine. But you start showing the realistic blood, and you get shifted up to an R. You know, that, that's an American thing, too. Because, uh, like, um, it's like the exact opposite everywhere else. Like, over in uh, Britain and uh, France and all that, um, they, they, like, nudity is nothing. Like, they, they censor violence. Absolutely. That's, that's like what here, you should. That's, here, that's not America. Like, here in America, violence is fine. I mean, it's not fine, but in cinema. Oh my God, that dude has a penis. No, we can't have our young ones knowing yeah, that. Yeah, and I think it, I think you, if you see a penis, it'll make you gay. And yeah. I think you get one fuck in a PG thirteen movie, but it can't it can't be used as the action. You can't be like me and Jane are gonna go fuck. Like you can't use that. You can say you can stub your toe and say fuck, or use it as an exclamation, but you can only use it once. It, and still be under the PG-13 uh, rating. Which, what was the cuss word in the 87 Transformers movie? Uh, uh shit. Shit, okay, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, you mean the cuss word that's not a cuss word anymore? Yeah, so, yeah, that that happens. Um, they actually cut it from the uh, the original release. You have to get a theatrical release to get to get that scene. That's on my VHS. Uh, uh, not normally. Uh, you, you have, you have the theatrical copy. release if it's on the VHS. Oh, okay, man, that's what I got. Um, like, mine didn't have that scene in for a very long time until I got the anniversary edition. Um, but yeah, basically, they, they set the bomb for Unicron, uh, the bomb explodes, and Spike and Bumblebee are cheering, and um, then this, the, the cloud clears, and you can see Unicron is, is, is still chasing them. And Bumblebee goes, I didn't even dent it. And Spike goes, oh, shit, what are we going to do now? I thought it was in the beginning. Yeah. No, it, well, it's it's about a quarter of the way through the movie. It's when the second moon base gets attacked. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. yeah. All right, uh, any other, before we move on to the night's birthdays, I got a stash of birthdays. A stash? Yeah. Well, that's another word we can't use and get a PG-13 rating. Okay, birthdays. Uh, Happy Time Murders came out, so... Uh, came out Friday, so happy birthday to Melissa McCarthy. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I think she's funny if she's not the lead. She's kind of like Will Ferrell to me. I think Will Ferrell's hilarious if he's not in the lead. She, she's got about a 50-50 shot for me. Like, okay. she was funny in Bridesmaids, but I didn't like her in a lot of the other movies that she's been in. Did you like her in Heat? Uh, not particularly. I thought she was hilarious in Heat. What about Identity? Uh, I, I was on the edge on that one. Uh, I remember not looking good. But. Ghostbusters. She was okay in Ghostbusters. I didn't mind her in Ghostbusters. I, I think, feel she plays the same character a lot. I yeah, she, she falls does. into that rut of, I'll just say something really vulgar, really loud, and everyone's going to laugh. That was funny, like, in Bridesmaids, but it's not really... Like I said, if she's not the lead, I think she's hilarious. Just like Will Ferrell. I think Will Ferrell's hilarious if he's not the star of the movie. That's fair. Uh, Macaulay Culkin. Birthday yeah. tonight. Oh. 
Does anyone hear that theory that uh, the dude from Home Alone grows up to be Jigsaw from Saw? Yes. That's a great fan theory. I, there's actually a YouTube video out that he stars in where he he uh, grows up to become a Jigsaw-like killer because he blames his family for leaving him alone during the holiday stuff. That's the reason his life is ruined. Okay, all right. Uh, Mike Coulter, oh, Mr. Luke Cage himself, is birthday. One more Home Alone thing. Okay. Uh, right. Ryan Reynolds is making a stoner comedy based on Home Alone called Stoned Alone. And it's somebody dealing with the paranoia, uh, paranoia of uh, smoking weed by yourself. That's, I'm, I'm going to watch that. I'm not usually for stoner no, humor, I'm but over, that sounds like it I'm over great. weed movies. Weed has become the new black something. Uh, Claire Blackwelder, she was the purple Dino Charge Ranger in Power Rangers Dino Charge. Uh, right. that, my, favorite, cool. my favorite purple Dino uh, Ranger. I thought she was, to me, she, <laughs> what? That, it's a personal story. This is the hottest singer, I think, uh, Shirley Manson. I think she's gorgeous. You don't think Shirley Manson is gorgeous? She's okay. okay. Uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. That's one hell of a thing to go for. This person, I know you guys are fans of. Let me let me give you some of her work. Mermaids and Unicorns? Yeah. Okay. Strapped for Cash? Is this a like porno, a porno actress? Hot and Mean? Sounds like a porno. Everything But. <laughs> yup. <laughs> Isis Love. Okay. Isis Love. <laughs> okay. Uh... So, uh Happy birthday to Isis Love. Uh, Ole Ray. She was uh, MJ's girlfriend from the Thriller video. Okay. okay. Uh, Adrian Young, drummer of No Doubt. <laughs> Daniel just hit the microphone. <laughs> Sorry, Cody and I were doing the Thriller. And, uh, <laughs> uh, it's close to me. Uh, drummer from No Doubt's birthday today. Uh, Tyler is a huge fan. I only know this person because of him. Uh, Johnny Rapid, he played the Flash in the Flash a Gay Triple X parody. Mm, yes, so exactly. So thank you, Tyler. You should see his internet movie database picture. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what is his name? Uh, Johnny Rapid. Uh, going from a gay porn star to Mother Teresa's birthday today. Oh, oh hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a segue. Craig in my stuntman for tonight. Craig Rundle, stuntman in Iron Man, gone in 60 seconds, and probably the hidden gem of Dwayne The Rock Johnson's movies, The Rundown. Oh. In Australia, it was called Welcome to the Jungle. Really? Yep. Really? You're not going to wish Chris Pine a happy birthday? Fuck Chris Pine. What about okay. all the pine nuts out there? Yeah. Okay. Do, do you think when, when all the, the Chris pine super fans like really get together and mosh they're called pesto go ahead well he really cracked the nut on that one yeah so Damage Control Podcast leave the comedy to me guys clearly I know what I'm doing Uh, yeah Stranger Things Jim Uh, y'all didn't hear do you think they're serving food over there tonight (laughs) Uh, I think they're closed by now I want some tater tots. Underdark com- uh, sorry, Damage Control is be- sorry, Underdark Comics and Games is being recorded at Damage Control Podcasting. Um, Damage Control Podcasting is being recorded at Underdark Comics and Games in Quincy, Illinois. I-, I will stab you. <laughs> With what? Your needle dick? 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I am so sorry. Shit. I've been waiting to use that for 15 years. Damn. I am so sorry. Oh, wait, it just 15 years? Jesus. I heard some other kid use it on the bus, and I was like, oh my god, that is the best comeback ever. <laughs> Cody. I've just been waiting for somebody to say, I'm going to stab you. Cody. No one told you they were going to stab you. Cody, it is Mother Teresa's birthday today. I know. That's why I am so sorry. It just popped out. I Mother so Teresa sorry. wants some tater tots and burgers at the cellar. I'm not moving your couch anymore. You owe me. Not anymore, I don't. Fine. I'll do it by myself. <laughs> you can move it with your needle dick. I'm so sorry. I have literally... That's... Like, the best comeback I've ever heard. A kid was on the bus, like, I'm going to hit you. I, like, being a dick and stuff. And he just, like, uh, I'm going to freaking stab you. And the other guy just goes, with what, your needle dick? And I just, it's like, it was like, the rest of the ride, everybody on the bus was laughing. And that kid just, like, he's just so beaten down by it. Just when he got off the bus, just. I think we should just put a camera and just record Cody the whole entire <laughs> and put that on YouTube. Go ahead, dude. I'm sorry. I am so sorry. Damage Control Podcasting has been recorded at Underdark Comics and Games in Quincy, Illinois. Check us out on Facebook at Underdark uh, Facebook slash Underdark Comics or check out our website at UnderdarkQuincy.com. Send us an email, shoot us a message, or stop in and say hi. Okay, my name that I was supposed to come up with, you said I just could... Stwain. Dwayne. Fuck. Stwain? Uh, Stwain. Did you just make, make that up as soon as you said Dwayne? Rock Johnson? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, any word you say, I'm going to be able to come up with the real word you got it from. Moosh. Hey, Moosh. That's not mush. even a word. Moosh. Mush. Shoom. Mush. Shoom. Shroom. Flight. Flight? You just literally <laughs> just said <laughs> flight. Uh, okay. Uh, that just reminds me of the... That uh, Saturday Night Live Jeopardy skit where he's like, "What color rhymes with purple? Light purple?" <laughs> okay, you can find Damage Control podcasting across the social media platforms on the Twitter at Damn Control, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud at Damage Control Podcasting, all one word, as well as Reddit at Dan Dan Control Podcasting. <laughs> yes, uh, contact us at Damage Control Podcasting at Gmail dot com. Anything else? No, me and my needle dick have nothing to say. Okay, cool. I'm so sorry.